It's the Tiltcast, episode 495, Slide Horse. Slide in. Yeah, and uh, this week, uh, we don't have Jason on the intro, so I'm going to read all the titles. Yes. Hitman Trilogy, we to go through Lost Ark, Dying Light 2, Clock. Monster Hunter Rise, and Vampire Survivors. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the Tillcast, and we're back. Mm. Um, there's three of us this time. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. Antonym rated show. And of the three of us, you're gonna get about thirty minutes of bullshit. 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 Some games, some news. Uh, I'm sorry. Last week, I was off, and I told Rusty before the show. That I felt like that was probably the worst show I've done, and not any fault of yours, Jason. That was one hundred percent me sucking ass. So I apologize. I uh, I I didn't. I wasn't even here for it because I was in that mood. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a really bad show. So I'm sorry, <laughs> um, Jason. You <laughs> carried one hundred percent of that show. Might as well have just been called the J Show. Um, J Show. I mean. I tried, and even then, mine was short just because I didn't have much game to discuss. Yeah, it's a... Uh, try not to do that again. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll try. No, uh, yeah, We're human. I we mean, can fail. It, it happens every once in a while. I, I've had a lot of work-life happenings. So, it's a... Uh, uh, game has been a low priority for me the last few weeks. It wasn't even just that. We're at 495 episodes. So it was that, and I was in the middle of getting catfished at the same time. It was just a weird week, so I'm just going to get that out of the way. Yep, go for it. Um, mm. Damn. Oh, yeah, Justin was totally distracted. <laughs> yeah, I was, and then I did figure it out, but I'm going to go with the short version because I don't want to. I was pretty skeeved out, just going to say that. <laughs> um, not, I did nothing that would have totally embarrassed me aside from just me saying flirty words, and then. Things started to not make sense. And then, uh, yeah. So don't talk to random strangers on the internet through face or through uh, Instagram. You just now figured that shit out. I don't usually. Oh. I would just, the, the running joke when we were doing our game last week is I'm following the white rabbit, right? I mean. I, that's exactly what it was. And. Uh, wake up, Neo. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like. Um, but yeah. So. Words and turns of phrases were not getting across to the other person that was on the other side that was definitely not the picture they were showing me. And lots of questions that I asked just trying to figure out more information, right? Got dodged and answered in weird ways. So for example, I asked, um, so where are you from originally? I've been to New York and Houston and Miami, and that's not where you're from, right? And then shortly followed up by, I love you. Um, which, oh, well, I mean, that's nice. Kind of um, creeped me out after talking to somebody for like literally a week at that point. Yeah. About a week at that point. Yes. I love you too. Um, so that didn't make <laughs> sense. Um, then there was a picture that was sent cause I was like, you know, I'm going to try to get this person to send me some kind of selfie. Right. Uh huh. Cause I'd seen videos and stuff like that. So I sent a picture of me like drinking my morning coffee. Just a selfie of me drinking coffee. They send me a picture of this girl drinking coffee, but in the back, there's a little bitty calendar that says July 2016. 
And that's Ooh. when it, that really uh, that really clued me in that something crazy was going on. Huh. 2016, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, then I started really trying to find this person through reverse searches and stuff like that and couldn't find him. Um, so that made me feel a little bit better, but not really, because I couldn't really find anything about him, which usually on the internet you can search somebody at least a little bit, maybe find a social media profile or Twitter or Facebook or God something, right? Damn it, dog. This dog hasn't seen me in a couple days, so she's gonna fucking like... So Lola's gonna do the mounting right now. Oh um, my goddamn word! Yeah, How so... How many times is that tonight? Uh, we're on number three right now. Um, she's very smiley right now. So, for those of you that can't see, essentially what Lola does is she jumps up on Rusty's lap. We have found out that Lola is about 82% pit bull and about 18% cocker spaniel, and she's about cocker spaniel size, if not smaller. Um, so she is very lap sized for a normal sized man. Um, so anyways, yeah, she likes to jump up in Rusty's lap and give him face licks and then Rusty scratches the hell out of her, her dummy and she loves it. She, she, she just absolutely loves it. Cannot get enough of it. And Rusty's like her favorite human besides me, I think. Yeah. Like she gets super excited every time he's here. I think Jason's like just her second favorite followed by, uh. Gianna. So, so anyways, that being said, um, this person kind of followed up with some love poems, which I said, okay, that's nice. And then I looked it up and found out they were poems that were just written that were really easy to Google, um, which again, kind of weirded me out, but I, I was invested in trying to figure out what was going on. So I went through a couple of like catfish review or identity review pages to find the best page to find people that are fucking with you on the internet. I spent about 50 bucks doing name searches, um, doing image searches. I did find old profiles doing the image searches. Um, and then I found out the two different names that I had found from profiles didn't exist at all in the United States, which hmm. made me just say, fuck you, you're a catfish and block them from everything. Um, Super distracting through the week. I had to finalize all that shit. I had some. I had an important meeting I had to do on Thursday uh, with like the head of my department. So I did not want to be further distracted. I'd followed the rabbit hole as far as I wanted. At that point, I was kind of creeped out, and it was about one thirty in the morning. I was just like, block, 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 block. Just don't. Right. I'm done. You, I'm you done. went I'm, way farther than I would. I'm a curious person. You were more than curious. Um, well, initially, it was. It, he, initially, he was more than curious. He was horny. I, yeah. Well, I mean, initially, I had. I think any of the three of us would have been curious. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so so this is this is what my thought process was, and I and and I understand where you're coming from, but I, I take things. Uh, I, I look at things completely differently because of my own life choices. Okay. So you initially sent a picture that they, they had sent totally normal picture, by the way, just like chick with a dog. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and you're like, I'm talking to this person with this, you know, with this picture. I sat back at that moment. I said, this is probably a good 75% chance that it's a catfish. You know, I would appreciate my friends just spoke up. 
Um, I would have wasted about tried, three or the four thing is, The thing is, is you said at that moment be... that this is probably a catfish. And I said, yep. And you went on with it anyway. The conversation was fairly normal for a while, <laughs> which is why it was a very, the thing that was really deceptive, and I'm just going to say this for anybody else that ever runs into this situation besides me, like I talked a little bit about guns and stuff like that, right? Like my dad collects guns, and mm -hmm. then this person sends me a video of this girl shooting a gun, which was pretty fucking crazy. And he had, he is, or she or whoever, right, had found videos of this person doing different things, and it just happened to align with that, I guess. They but pr it, probably have a subject that they go and do a bunch of fucking, you know, shoots with. And anytime it comes, you know, a topic comes up, they're like, oh, let me go to that folder and fucking like send that video off. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of like crazy money scams out there and like Russia and shit like that. So she would have she'd asked you for fucking cash to uh, it probably would have been something like my dog's in the fucking vet and needs some, you know, needs a surgery. Can you give me some money? Yeah. And. So I had exchanged numbers, like phone numbers with this person and was texting them. That's why I had to block, block. Oh, that's nice. And because I was trying to get them to call me and they'd said like, oh, you know, I'm at work. I can't talk right now. Right. So I just tried calling the number. And then I did, you know, reverse it, search that. And it turned out the number was in a completely different state than what they said they were at. Oh, nice. So I'm not going to say who or any of that stuff because I don't need this catfish getting in their hooks on anybody else but it's a really bizarre experience this last week and uh distracted the fuck out of me for several days um <laughs> so um all that aside man i love being single i mean i am single <laughs> i love being single and completely not fucking interested in that shit so um if something like that happened to me it would have been 100% flip that shit around out of catfish and then back. <laughs> Start saying, Rusty would have been hard trolling. I would have been like, catfish. I need some money. I, <laughs> I had to catfish them so fucking hard back that they would have, they wouldn't even know what the fuck hit them. Um, I would be rocking a fucking 16 pack and like fucking muscle bound. I'd, uh, I'd find, <laughs> I'd find some fucking way to make this like I I had sold them that I was He Man and that I needed money to get uh you know get renovations on Greystone Castle, I uh, I would have gotten that gone that far, but yeah, it uh it did skeeve me out a little bit though um made it really hard for me to sleep for a couple of nights especially like the other night like they created yet another account and then tried hitting me up again. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, me and you were talking on oh, Discord. No. Oh, and no. Uh, so, it, you know, again, like, locked everything I could think of, reported that account again, because it was a new account <laughs> with a new picture. But, yeah, it's it just fucking weird. Um, on a slightly different note, um, it is Valentine's Day for those of you that are not single. Mm. Um, it's going to be a really... It's a weird Valentine's Day for me. I... Um, I asked, I asked my ex if it would be, so me and her, me and her daughter have a pretty good relationship, right? 
like I consider her my stepdaughter. Um, we were in a relationship for almost four years and mm-hmm. the kid was around quite a bit. In fact, a lot of, a, a lot of that early relationship was me driving the kid like literally everywhere. Um, wait, isn't that Monday? It is Monday. Just saying. Yep. Yeah. So, hmm. um, felt like I did the dadliest <laughs> thing and I got the kiddos some flowers to send to her in class while she's in college. I felt pretty good about the flowers I got her. Um, Jason, I assume you got to do all sorts of things, right? Chocolate. Chocolate mostly. Chocolate mostly, right? It's got to be chocolate. Oh, well, you know, at least part of it. Oh, but I... Or you just can't say because she's in the room with you. Maybe, possibly, that. Okay, that's fair enough. But I noticed you didn't have the camera on, so that makes a lot of sense. Rusty's getting his Valentine's Day kisses from the dog. Yeah, I, uh... There's not a lot in this way of selection of meat at the regular supermarkets around here right now. So, me and Rusty were talking last night, and I was like, I'm just going to go by the meat market. And... Um, I went by, I'll just give them props, right? Um, Harvard Meats is still in VA. So I went to, and then I found out that's just where they moved to. So it's not in Tulsa anymore. It's just over kind of close to my house. No, nice. Um, and it's, it's nice because I don't have to even do grocery pickup because the dog can literally, it's a big glass building. It's basically like an old gas station. Mm -hmm. And so she can just see me in there picking stuff out and she doesn't freak out. Um, so I just brought Lola with me, <laughs> leave her in the car. I'll go pick out meat and come back. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I got myself a Valentine's, uh, meat present. Oh God. What'd you get? I, mean, I got myself a ribeye. Okay. Well, that's nice. And then I mean... they got some of their, their, they have, um, I don't know that it's prime, but it's like a higher quality Chuck, that they use for their quote unquote cheap steak. Uh huh. And they gave me two of those. And that really turns into about four steaks. Um, because it's like, six, it's like six pounds of meat. Right. Um, and they cut them about an inch and a half thick, like by a foot. Right. Like by like for 14 roast. inches. Right. Well, it's not a Chuck roast. It's literally a Chuck steak. So they cut it thin. Oh, oh like a steak basically. Okay. And they give you these huge slabs. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Chuck. Because it's still the whole Chuck, it's like uh, uh, basically like take eight, what, 10 inches wide. It's like a yeah. four pound Chuck roast sliced like a yeah. steak. Okay. Yep. I'm all about that. And it's super tender. So I, I just cooked, I cooked one of them on the grill today and it came out like falling apart tender. Like their meat is really high quality. And I was asking her, I was like, so where do you get all this stuff? She's like, Colorado. She's like, there's not enough ranchers for me in Oklahoma for me to get steady supply here, so I get all my beef from Colorado. But it's all 100% organic meat, so like no hormones, all vegetarian fed. Good, good shit. Like that's it's so tender. Like even that, even their cheap cut of chuck steak was like buttery soft. It was uh, that was a really delicious lunch. I wish I had a. I got uh, a house with a smoker and a, and, a, and a grill. Yeah, that was the other thing I did. I was like, you know, I've got some extra income, so I'm going to buy a grill. So I bought a 
about a basic Weber grill, right? Oh. For just grilling hamburgers and everything else. Right. Because I've got a smoker, but the firebox on that is what you can quote unquote grill on. But that sits like a foot and a half off the ground. And it's like maybe got 16 inches of cooking area, right? Because it's just for throwing charcoal and wood in. Right. With, and it's got grates. Um, so I bought a 22-inch Weber grill um, and put that sucker together last weekend. And I've grilled a couple things on it already. And it's, it's, it is a good basic grill. It is solidly built. It is, uh, I don't know. I'm, so it's I'm, a bowl with a grate in the top. That's yeah, pretty much it, it. Yeah. And it has little hooks for everything so that things like hang off the side of the grill when you're moving stuff around. Mm. It's got a little ash pan thing on the bottom. Fancy ass. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I, I bought it for like a hundred bucks. Um, hundred bucks. Yeah, I was gonna get the twenty-two dollar Walmart special, and I remember that thing leaked heat like crazy. So um, the last time I got one of those, I was like, I can afford it. I'm getting a fucking Weber. Because I did have, I think you, if you remember when I first moved here, I had one that looked like as big as this fucking like um, fucking TV tray table. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was pretty bad. I like, had to cook fucking you know like brats si- on that bitch. It was like sixteen inches and. Uh, <laughs> Leaked heat like crazy. It was basically like, it wasn't even as good as like a park grill. It was good for searing and that was it. Because direct heat, that was that was all it could do. You and put a just, fucking top on it and it would just like leak the fuck out the top of the fucking, you know, top. There would be, there's no heat retention in there. Indirect no. heat, couldn't cook anything on it. No, it just leaked. It was, it was fucking awful. So I don't recommend the $22 Walmart grill. For anything other than an emergency situation when there's a zombie apocalypse and you have nothing else left to do. But uh, no. Um I have I have grilled on you know the fucking uh, uh metal coffee cans. I have turned those fuckers into like a miniature grill. Oh, you can do that. You can put like a burger on it. Yeah. And you put a fucking like metal bowl over top of it and it leaks heat less than that fucking twenty two dollar piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend the $22 Walmart grill. Jason, you still have a grill, right? Oh, yeah, I've got a grill smoker combo still. Okay, that's good. You have you even have gas option on that, too, don't you? Yeah, the grill side is gas, yeah. We need to do, we need to do some, some quality grilling this summer. Propane and propane accessories. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I made a... It's, it's super nice for those for those times during summer where Crystal doesn't want to heat the house up, and she's like, "Can you just throw something on the grill?" Yeah, sure. I don't have to spend, you know, like half an hour in the heat. You know. Oh yeah, just cooking a the- fire going in the grill. I can just turn the gas on. Oh. Yeah. And I got myself a. Another waffle iron. I decided to clean out my little mini waffle maker. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fucking gross. I did not realize how much shit gets in between the cracks of my old one. Yep. You got to get a little... Um, I, I was looking at the uh, like the best ways to clean a fucking waffle iron. You can get a little brush that gets in there in between that shit. Well, mine has... Re- I got one with removable grates okay. well, that I can throw in the dishwasher that are... Well, you're not supposed to do that. These ones are dishwasher safe. Okay, but still, you're not supposed to do that on a uh, on a waffle iron, like an it's actual not, iron, because it's just it, like cast iron. Right. No, this wasn't cast iron. I found one with removable flakes that would do sandwiches plus waffles. Okay. And it's got thicker 
dimples in it, so to speak. So the pockets are bigger. Okay. And they make some really fucking, like, beefy-ass chaffles with it. Okay. But I don't want beefy chaffles. I want, like... I, I want... <laughs> I, I want enough... I want to, I want enough dimples in it for like sauce pockets, and that's about it. I will tell you that it makes a it makes a pretty decent shuffle. I'm I'm very impressed with it. Okay, well, um, I yeah. spent thirty dollars versus the mini one that I had. That's like fourteen bucks. Yeah, the mini ones. It's, it's it was just a, all right. It made it made a difference. I got a good idea, but cleaning that thing, like I said, it was when I I had to literally take it apart mm-hmm. and grease and shit had gotten in between and underneath it and the whole like i noticed this because i like put it on its side and the grease leaked out and i was like oh. oh so then i pulled it all apart and like spent an hour how much it. grease do you put on that fucker i just use a you know i just use like pam spray bam, right bam, but you done. think about doing that for plus cheese right for Several, two or three times, four times a week That's for a year. dollars you, you, It's not supposed to last forever. <laughs> hey, I was, I was putting it through its paces. I know you did, and if you put that much fucking oil in it, good God, no wonder. Over, you know, it was probably, I bet you, two hundred chaffles were made on that. I over yeah. the course of a year. Yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to actually get back into the chaffle making thing. If you guys don't know, I'm just going to give you a good a recipe. Cheese, cheese waffles. So here's what a chaffle is. It's a, it's a tablespoon of almond flour. It's a teaspoon of baking powder. It's one egg. It's a, it's a little bitty clump of mozzarella cheese. And if you want it to be breakfast style, then you throw in um, cinnamon and some vanilla, just a little bit of vanilla extract. And then you throw it in a waffle iron and it will make too many waffles. And it tastes just like an Eggo. It tastes very similar to an Eggo. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's like maybe a carb for both of them. Like, it's super low. Like, a tablespoon of almond flour is almost no carbs. Right, because it's, it's carb all, neutral. Yeah, and it's all fucking protein. Like, it's a very protein, decent. Protein, fiber, yeah. It's a very decent breakfast. And then you can turn it into bread for sandwiches, basically, and just have waffle sandwiches. And you just take out the cinnamon and the... And the uh, fucking vanilla, and you just do like pepper, and then you've got. I don't even do that. I mean, it, that's just a really basic uh, thing. I've added, I've added Cholula to it uh, for uh, spicy bread. Sauce. Yeah, um, I've added. Um, you, know, you can add extra cheese on the top uh, so that you can get a crispy crust on it. It gives a little bit extra that's crunch. It. That's the extra trick, too. Like, if you just sprinkle a little bit of cheese on the iron right before you put it in there, it mm-hmm. gives a little bit of extra crisp. And depending on the waffle iron, for most of these mini waffle makers, it's between three and four minutes is about the sweet spot. Yeah. The um, the 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 problem is, is don't put too much of the batter in there. Otherwise, you will have an explosion. Yeah. You basically, you do enough to fill the center and then let it spread out because it's, you know, it's got baking powder, so it's going to expand, right? It's kind of like spray foam. So, like, it just, and it expands. I've had those things just, like, lava out the side, and it's it's a bitch to clean up. Yeah. But uh, it does, you would be surprised. And then if you are going full no sugar, like, you can get, I just bought some blueberry no sugar, period, syrup that I've got that no. waiting on right now. No. 
No, I don't do I don't do syrups or anything like that. If I'm gonna go no sugar, I'm not gonna go fucking syrup. It's gonna be I I won't I won't do that to myself because it's basically tricking my brain. Oh, Um, I don't mind it tricking my brain because it tastes delicious. That's I mean, I generally go for I generally go for something that's not going to be a a sweet if it's going to be if i'm cooking it it's going to be you know keto and it's going to be savory i tend to do the sweets uh for snacks you know know, so my friend jen was telling bombs and whatnot my friend jen was telling me you can take a uh because we're talking about chaffles in general she's been doing keto for a while and she was saying you can take you can do egg with like crushed bacon in there and then I think she was using like cream cheese or something like that, making some kind of like egg biscuit thing out of it, and then throwing sausage in between. Um, I just just do the chaffle for me. I mean, she's a lot fancier of the recipes. She said she was going to come over and give me some more recipes at some point soon. So. Okay. Well, I, I'm very basic um, when it comes. I know to... it works because she lost a shitload of weight. So I'm kind of like, yep, I'm a I'm gonna steal some shit from you. Yeah, for me it was like these are so good that I can't stop eating them, and that was it was portion control for me. So it's like when I made chaffles, I'm like, okay, well I've already got the waffle iron already turned on and fucking going, so I'm gonna make like fucking six. I'm gonna throw a couple of these in a bag and throw them in the freezer because they do reheat fairly well. Um, and uh, and then I'm like, well. I'm going to just throw two in the freezer and I'm just going <laughs> to have two sandwiches instead I mean, of one. I mean, every time you eat a couple, it's like you've eaten an egg and some cheese, basically. Right. And that's and that is that's the thing you have to think about. Like, okay, it's if I did that and I'm making sandwiches out of them, like uh, that's that's an egg plus your sandwich. Right. Exactly. So you have to kind of work that into your uh, uh, if you're tracking your macros and stuff you have to take that into account so switching just around just a little bit jason uh i had my crazy uh my crazy week but did you have anything happen this week this guy not a whole lot (laughs) not a whole lot that uh uh, i can uh, talk about too much on the show we've got a lot going on with uh with Girl Scouts, but at the same time, uh, last uh, last weekend of basketball for this season has now officially come and gone. So, you've been sports you busy, know. Girl Scouts, we, huh? Are you are you doing all the deliveries? Or? No, Crystal is. Ah, uh, okay. Damn, that's a. I mean, he, he, Jason even set up a website. Well, I know because I ordered cookies is this your this is my last hurrah okay Okay, so So this is this is what i'm gonna do i did the uh, i did the girl scout cookies i ordered way too many um and as soon as the girl scout cookies have ended that's that is my cue that is uh, i'm i'm going back into keto um but i'm gonna i have i have quite a few boxes to get through what did you what did you order well, they looked good. <laughs> you spent like fifty dollars on cookies. Yes, I'm really. I'm not going to shame. I'm not going to shame Uncle Rusty, but he did his due diligence. Yeah. See, I told. Uh, I heard that 
the Girl Scout cookies was happening, uh, and that uh, my contribution to you know to Girl Scout cookies, especially if I know the Girl Scout, is to buy a a bit more than I normally would you know grab. Normally, if you see like the you know booth uh, outside of a freaking Walmart or whatnot, you buy a box or two. I bought ten. Uh, so How long are you selling the cookies for? Um, I it, am not sure. I it, will double check with Crystal. Send me, send me a, send me the link later, and I'll look. I think, uh, I think it's oh. like the eighteenth. I, I don't know. Because I, I think, think it's like the next month. I'll get. I'm gonna get some for somebody. I just don't know who yet. It'll either be. The kiddo, my mom, or maybe my friend Vanessa that likes sweets. So I, uh, I'll just I'll do it to support you, and then somebody will get surprised with cookies. See, for me, Thin Mints are my uh, are my weakness. Uh, I absolutely adore Thin Mints, uh, and then this year they are doing uh, the S'mores cookies, which is graham cracker crust uh, cookies with you know chocolate marshmallow on them. And I, I was like, I gotta try this. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I, uh, thin, thin mints are very, very dangerous around me. See, Thin Mints for me Chris, just reminds Crystal me of like... to keep me off the boxes. Yeah, Thin Mints remind me of... Um, uh, I used to do uh, uh, Thin Mint smoothies. <laughs> uh, thin Mint shakes. Uh, so you just take ice cream, some, uh, some milk, throw a couple uh, Thin Mint cookies into a blender and fucking just blend the piss out of it. Till it comes out fucking you know nice and smooth, um, and chocolatey and minty and yeah, it's it's like cookies and cream but with you know mint chocolate chip. It's awesome. Um, but that's the fat man talking. <laughs> so I needed to I needed to do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just getting it out of his system till next year. Uh, well, I'm just I skipped it for like three years, so I needed some. I'm just thinking I need to get to get some to support you, Jason, and I will find somebody who will take them. I mean, you can do the you can donate cookies too if you want to do that, but that just I mean, I donated a whole bunch of sweets to my friend Vanessa to get him out of my house. I went to go get my hair cut, and I was like. Got a bunch of chocolate. Do you want some of this chocolate that I got take, left over the house? It's like, I gotta get take, it out. Take the take chocolate. Take it. Take it. She's like, yes, I will take all of your chocolate. Yes, of course. Um, well, right on. Rusty, did you have anything interesting that happened this week? Oh, shit. Um, I mean, I've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, just... Not, uh, nothing super fucking fancy uh, outside of the fact that I think I have actually injured myself gaming. Um, <laughs> my fucking shoulder is destroyed right now. I've um, told you all about mouse shoulder. Yeah, it is. It is all kinds of fucked up right now. Like most of the groaning you heard from me, you know, giving the dog love. Jesus fucking noises in the background. Um, the, that was mostly because my fucking shoulder is destroyed. It's not that. He's he's showing me the ergonomic grip mouse that's basically like a uh, wrist neutral. It's not a wrist problem. 
It's a shoulder problem. It's where it was hurting me was my shoulder and the back of my shoulder blade and then up to my neck. It wasn't, it's not, it's basically like right, right here next to my collarbone, like the joint and then the like collarbone. My wrist has actually never really gotten horrible. It's mm-hmm. always been my shoulder and my shoulder blade from working mm-hmm. long hours with a keyboard and mouse, right? And then gaming immediately after work on a keyboard and mouse. And then I decided to go vertical mouse, wrist rest, and wrist or arm, like forearm extension thing. So I've got these little clamps that you can see that are off the side here that right. I got here where it clamps on the edge of your desk and it's a armrest. So your arm stays in a neutral position. And this has made this old gamer very happy. I and need I've been to get like, that thing is suit. It's like $15 on Amazon. I dude. need to get one. Uh, see, the last time I had this particular issue with, you know, this bad was back when I played. Wow. Um, I, I had, <laughs> I had played an unhealthy amount of hours and wow. And because of how my desk was set up, my, my shoulder settled into a really awkward position for hours and hours on end. Uh, so I called it wow shoulder because that was what it can't, you know, that's what caused it. And it was really fucking painful. And the only way that I was able to fix it was to buy a desk that had a return. And then it would snug right up into the corner of the return. I had the return on the right side, you know, where my mouse hand is. And I would just have my arm, I have a place to rest my arm where I'm moving, you know, moving stuff around. That was really fucking comfortable. Um, and that fixed the, you know, fixed the problem. But this, you know, this issue here had uh, started when I picked up the PS5 because I was now gaming in a completely different position. I was playing with a controller. Uh, so um, as I was playing through uh, um, fucking uh, samurai game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Uh, uh, as I was playing through that, I started to notice it. And then, you know, not long after I beat that game, I, uh, I ended up, uh, starting playing Monster Hunter Rise on PC. Uh, and that I play with a controller as well. So, and I've put like fucking 80 hours into Monster Hunter Rise. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but just having my hands in a completely different position has fucked my shoulder up again. And I'm, I'm working, working that out, but man, it is like an old man problem, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Welcome I, to the geniatric cast. I know, but well, it, I mean, I'll tell you, man, like I was noticing before you got here, Rusty, cause I had some serious hat hair. Um, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of gray in my blonde. Like right. it's can't tell under this light, but when I was in the bathroom, I was like, it's not going to be too much longer before I look like a dead dandelion. Oh, dude. I don't have any hair. Like, uh, I haven't, I, the dog is trying to attack me again. Um, I, I start losing my hair. Uh, started losing my hair in fucking when, what, in my twenties. Uh, but now I haven't, I haven't actually shaved my head in a month and this is all, all that's grown. Uh, and it's like, maybe a quarter of an inch uh and it's getting th- it gets thicker on the sides before it can, <laughs> before it's the top like, it's, it's kind of so thin it kind of looks like your head feathers 
head feathers come up. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Your, your plumage. Oh, my... <laughs> I just got mouthed by the dog. Saying happy Valentine's. Ugh. Got so attracted to your peacockness. <laughs> yeah, he was presenting. Oh my god! Not, not for the dog. The tail feathers came up, and then she was excited. <laughs> she loves me so much. She's so happy that I'm going to have to deal with that. I think it's sorry. Yeah, the. Uh... We're getting old as a cast, Jason, and you're the youngest one here. Even you're 36, aren't you? Yep. And somehow, I think, in a lot of ways, physically older than both of you. Yeah, but you have you have a hairline that, that rests like four inches above your eyebrows. For me and Rusty, it's been retreating for a while. Rusty's has like went the full retreat. Mine's more working on a route right now. So, mine's in full retreat. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, no, no. Mine's not in full retreat. It's done retreated and has uh, ha- has completely surrendered. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going for a, it's going yeah, for one of those maneuvers where the middle pulls back so that the sides can swarm side to side. That's so exactly all you got to do is. is just all you got to do is get some reinforcements in the sides, and then it can meet in the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, so you could basically have like the a pincer attack on my forehead, right? You could basically have like you could just grow it out on the sides and either have a weird skull or look like one of the undead from WoW, or you could flip it over the middle and oh have a full hawk. Rusty grows his hair out. He's a full Picard from season one and two of the next year. The last time I had hair that was longer than an inch long. Uh, was fucking the 2002, 2003. Um, I, I can tell you the exact moment in which I cut my hair short and it's been that way ever since is when I bleached my hair blonde. Yeah, and we've already talked about how that may have possibly contributed to your hair loss. Oh, right. As well, it killed was, your hair follicles. That was one of the two things that probably killed my head. Um, the other one was the, the, the uh, shaveless. One being the liquid shaver for the blue paint. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the, na- the head nair problem. Uh, don't, don't use sh- uh, bladeless shaving cream. For your scalp, it's not not a good time. Um, but yeah, I went and I bleached my hair blonde, like full on, like, uh, yeah, fully, fully like golden blonde. Um, and it was, it was a time. <laughs> you look like a tennis ball. It was. Oh my god, I can't. Uh, it was bad. Like. I, I don't have pictures of that time for a reason. I have purged it from uh, from the internet. Uh, you cannot find them. Um, but yeah, I was I was full on like Billy Joel uh, blonde. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, it probably killed my follicles. Yeah. Um, that was the last time I've had, you know, hair. <laughs> I have pictures of my senior pictures. I have a full fucking like head of hair and, uh, that's, that's not me anymore. Um, yeah, I know there was, I was, uh, kind of a stoner kid in high school. So I yeah. had, I had about chin length hair. I had, uh, <laughs> it was so glorious. I had a mullet. <laughs> it was funny. So I, it was my mom's birthday last weekend and we go out to, you know, I take her out to dinner, um, afterward. So my grandpa's. He's just a fantastic human. He always has people over for the house for every single person's birthday. They got to go over to grandpa's house or he's going to make one of the, one of his kids do it. Right. Doesn't matter. And then he always puts, he always finds these crazy obscure pictures of us when we were like barely alive <laughs> and, or old like family vacation stuff. Like he's got pictures from me from like the fucking eighties of stuff. I don't even remember. And he just has tons and tons and tons of pictures. He puts together these like slideshows for that, right? So you got to watch a slideshow. That's just like part of the family tradition. Watch the slideshow. Um, maybe eat tamales. We were going to eat tamales and enchiladas, but Grandpa wasn't feeling real good, so he didn't make it. So ended up taking my mom out. We were remarking when we went to this place. Uh, there's a pretty decent burger place around the corner called Society Burger, and they have something called the Oki Burger, which is like it's shredded or like shredded caramelized onions mixed in with your patty. Okay. And they cook it like you can get a medium rare burger with like caramelized onions if you want. Like it's pretty badass. Okay. Um, so I took her out there and we we're remarking because our server had a fucking mullet. I was like, the eighties are back. My dad was like, the eighties were cool. I was 80s. like eighties were cool. He's like, You had a mullet. And I was like, Yeah, it still wasn't cool, Dad. Like it's the most half ass haircut ever. It 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 was okay, so this is oh my god. Um so this was I mean, the thing. I'm fine with an understated mullet. Just don't go full Joe Dirt. No <laughs> one goes full Joe Dirt. So this is this is what I had. I had this illusion that I could just grow my hair for you know as long as I wanted, uh, and I really wanted to have a you know long hair for some re- for and this was the the reason for this was. There was a uh, a martial arts show that was basically um, like an American Gladiator style martial arts show for kids. It was during it was played during Saturday morning cartoons. I couldn't even tell you what the name of the show is. I just remember it being kind of like American Gladiators, but with martial arts and. One of the, you know, masters on, on that show had made a, you know, made a whip out of his, you know, out of a, uh, out of a lock of his long hair. And it was like five foot long, you know, and I was, and, and I thought that this dude was like fully badass. And I was like, I want to grow my own whip. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, I want to grow my hair long. And what had ended up happening was, you know, little gen- short little rat tails, which you had. So, 
so family genetics actually was not a thing in my mind at that particular moment. And I would, uh, and I noticed that nobody in my family could grow hair longer than their shoulders. Uh, all of, you know, like my mom's hair was really short. Um, you know, like shoulder length, my aunts, uh, none of the guys in my family ever grew long hair. Uh, so, I did, I thought I was going to break this. I thought I was th- I, that was that was my thing. I was going to break this, you know, this genetic barrier that you know that prevents people from having long hair. Uh and I failed. Um it got to shoulder length and I left it there for about 2 years. I've got 2 years worth of school pictures to prove that I had a mullet for 2 fucking years trying to grow that fucker out. Uh and I eventually got it cut. Uh, I, I eventually got it cut just before senior, uh, my senior year. Um, but man, mullets were never cool. <laughs> mullets were a, a sign of you trying to do something and failing hard at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the worst parts of the eighties, and I, it was never cool. I don't understand the fucking mullet. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I did. I mean, I had, uh, I, I had different fucking, you know, uh, priorities back then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, 80s, man. <laughs> so you're saying even Michael, Michael Bolton's like super feminine fluffy mullet wasn't cool? No. I, I I am I I do not support mullets in general, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, uh, where was I going? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's all good. Um, anywho, anywho, <laughs> I have no idea where we got uh, why we ended oh, up on mullets. About the fact that you're bald. Oh well, I mean, we I, went. I will. Uh, I will mourn my loss of uh, loss of hair later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, you can laugh right now. I'm actually trying to grow out the top to give me something to do with it other than have old man haircut. I I, I will eventually have my grandfather's three hair over uh, comb over. Um, he does have three hairs that are about six inches long that he just combs over the top of his dome I, and covers it up with a hat. <laughs> so I, I, a longtime friend of mine, like... Moved back into town, uh, Vanessa, that I've known for a long-ass time, right? Since we were literally almost teenagers. Well, she was 18 and I was 21. So, like, that's literally how long we've known each other. And I'll be turning 40 this year. And she's like, hey, so I cut hair now. Um, and then she kind of, like, bullied me into making me making her my haircut person. Okay. But it is nice because I can be very candid on what I need because I'm not just flirting with my haircut person, essentially, right? Uh-huh. Or feeling self-conscious about it. So, at this point, it's easier to just be like, all right, so I need you to help me not look old. What do we need to do? And then she had, when I went in last time, she had, like, four different pictures. She's like, so this won't make you look like you're trying to pick up teenagers, but it also won't make you look like you're about to turn 40. So, here's some choices you have that won't make you look ridiculous. And she's like, and we're going to need to grow out the top of your your head because you have nothing to work with here. Damn. She's like, I promise it won't look like Donald Trump. He just, she would just <laughs> look at me and say, you're doomed. 
But uh, it was, uh, she would, these are the, she would look at you and say, why did you even come here? I'm charging you 20 bucks anyway. Probably. It's like me going to a hairdresser is kind of like, a uh, well, that's an effort and futility because there's nothing to work with at all. You might as well just like take a, uh, take a razor and just done. Well, it is fun because it's, it is fun having somebody, you know, cut your hair just because, especially somebody you have a lot of history of being incredibly sarcastic with and will take lots of cheap shots at you the whole time. That because perfectly it makes it really describes fun. the person in the mirror when I take my fucking buzz saw to my fucking head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, I think this is a video game podcast, so I want to I talk a little bit about those. Maybe. Um, Jason, I you, you've been working your way through some games this week. I wanted you to kind of bring up what you've been up to, what you've been doing with your, your games, games pass, with your video games. With my video games. Uh, so I still played some Hitman 2, you know, just because, <coughs> or Hitman, just because, you know, that the new trilogy is on Game Pass now. and Which is actually pretty know, cool. That game's just super chill. It is. Um, it's easy to relax too. Yeah, because I mean, it's not a, like a you can play it like a fucking serial killer and and or a fucking murderous rampage, but that's not really the fun way to play that. The fun way to play that is like figuring all the different ways that you can like blend in and do something creative to take out your targets. I'm going to poison the fish. Yeah, or you know. Strangle them while they're changing, or like knock them out a window, or like hip check them, or just uh, I just remember a couple uh, a couple of the interesting ways that you can take thing uh, take people out, uh, like you know uh, dropping a fucking piano on them. That was one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are you at the racetrack? There's I don't know if the racetrack was in one. So you started from the beginning, right? Uh, yeah, on one I, and work your. I started over from the beginning again. Yeah. Yes, and I think there's parts of your progress that carry over through all three games. By the way, so that's like the right way to play it if you're going to start playing Hitman again or you haven't played it in a while. Are you Are you playing it on PC or are you playing it on your on your Xbox? Yeah, no, I'm playing it on PC. I mean, and the graphics still hold up pretty good, don't they? They do. the The game still looks incredibly good. Um, well, I mean, I've been, uh, I've actually been quite impressed, you know, it, <laughs> granted they're newer titles. I mean, they're only, a, I what, think the first one's what, 2014 or 15 old? or something like, I think it might be oh, like yeah. even 2015 for the first one. This is the episodic um, one that I was, I was given shit about, right? Yeah. But now yes. that there's all three together. Like, okay. it feels like this is, if if you don't got, if that's what you want to get into, like, this would be a really good time to play it. Gotcha. Should have released it all at once, but. Well, originally it was all on Epic Game Store, and then that's, and I guess when they lost the exclusive contract, Microsoft picked it up, and then it also popped up on Steam. Ooh. So it came out on Game Pass, and Steam got it at the same time. Hmm. Microsoft pick up another thing, huh? Go figure. But they, they will own the world soon. We're going to have Warhammer here soon. Warhammer, the 
huge RTS number three comes out like the end of this week, I believe. Oh boy. Yeah, I think I want to say it comes out Thursday. Damn. Um, More games, Jesus. Jason, you uh, had gotten your flight stick out recently too, right? I did. Um, So I found my old, ancient, like, SciTech cyborg flight stick. Um, Ancient. And, I mean, yeah, I think I bought it in 2002. So I think that qualifies as ancient at this point. I'm surprised it actually works with it. I'm surprised it's not like connecting through cereal. <laughs> well, at the uh, at the time when I bought it, um, back when I was in high school, it was one of the uh, it was one of the uh, uh, very first uh, uh, USB. Um, uh, flight sticks. Yeah, um, I remember having a Sidewinder, and that was that was what I played uh, uh, Mech Warrior on back in the day. And that required um, connecting to the game port on you know on the old freaking motherboards. And and SciTech like manufactured it forever, so right it. It eventually got um, it eventually got USB 2.0 support. So, you know, uh, as long as Windows doesn't drop that support <laughs> ever, uh, this thing will this thing will work, and it still works pretty well. Um, what was the thing uh, that you had to remap that was kind of weird? The thing I had to remap because most modern flight stick games uh, assume that you have a uh, full range uh, Z axis. Okay. And this flight stick is uh, is old enough that it does not. Oh, so, so there's no twist. Uh, there is a twist, but it's only um, it's only on the vertical plane. It's not. Uh, there's no horizontal z-axis. Oh, okay. So, um, I started just because I'm still kind of iffy on whether or not I really want to take a chance on elite again right now. Right. Uh, I installed. Star Wars Squadrons on my on my PC and I started playing that just because I was like eh, I want I found this I'm going to clean it up I'm going to see if it still works alright to my surprise it did also man it feels so much better playing games like that on flight stick versus a controller that's the draw from it was the draw for me for uh uh elite for sure playing it on a controller was fine but playing it on a flight stick especially once i got used to all the controls on the flight stick and elite was um oh it was so much better like you know it was just finer controls i well, and for you, getting used to your controls was uh, 
you bought a very uh, robust HOTAS system. Right. But And it has like a million and a half buttons, right? So, and it, yeah. each one of those is mappable and you have to map it in fucking Elite. Um, but, you know... Th- you know, using just just a you know a flight stick for you know for those uh, those games, you use a flight stick and a keyboard for extra shit. Uh, basically, yeah, I just had to remap everything so that those missing Z axes were on my keyboard instead. Gotcha. And just remap my keyboard so that stuff was reachable with one hand. Right. Um. And that made it a fairly enjoyable experience going back through back through that game again. I've, 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 I've played Hitman more, but, you know, just like... If you're curious, Rusty, um, Rogue Squadron, when we're out of the season of game, also works on VR. Yeah, I... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's going to require... My VR setup is tore apart uh, i need to uh rewire things uh to get things uh, working properly <clears throat> i'm going to be rewiring a lot of things internally and externally um one of the things that i, I guess i i forgot to mention i just spent 230 dollars on fans um what <laughs> what did you buy uh, is this because of RB, RBG? No, this is this was RBG. What the fuck? Because um, I was gonna say, like, <clears throat> I was gonna get, um, ended up getting a bunch of Cooler Master fans for about thirty bucks. So yeah, so what what ended up happening is, um, uh, while I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, I have that game set to you know stupid beautiful, right? It actually, you know, starts to push the uh, thirty ninety based off of the extra shit that I've got turned on, um, to the point where it's constantly running the fans on the you know on the card. Most games it'll idle after a while, uh, and it won't be pushing you know pushing the fans. But I had uh, when I had built my case, I had. Uh, tried a different airflow configuration because my case has 10 fans in it. Three on the bottom, three on the side, three on the top, and one in the back. Um, uh, and I was not using a chimney configuration. I was using uh, I was using a side exhaust configuration. What ended up happening was um, the inside of my case got to like 90 degrees Celsius. Uh, like it started to throttle things because kind of hot. Yeah. Cause I was not pumping enough air out of my case, n- enough hot air and not putting uh, pulling enough cool air into my case. So I need to, re- you know, needed to reconfigure things and get, uh, get things set up ro- uh, properly for a chimney setup where the heat goes out the top. Like, you know, most normal cases. Um, in the meantime, I had had to turn my fans, my case fans, the fucking ones that I bought uh, for, you know, those $30 cheapos. Uh, I bought all of those fans. I had to turn them all the way up, like, to maximum. So it sounds like when I turn my computer on, it sounds like a fucking jet engine's going off. 
Um, <clears throat> so they're loud. Uh, and that's the only way I can control the, uh, the climate inside my fishbowl case, uh, at this moment, at the moment. And then about a week ago, a week or two ago, uh, one of the fans started to rattle. Uh, and so did you get like all knocked to a fans? No. Remember when I built the case, uh, there was this style of daisy chainable, uh, you know, uh, fans from, uh, Lee and Lee called the uni fans. Uh, yeah, the uni fans are, are, uh, supposedly pretty great. Like gamers Nexus gave them above average and like Jay's two cents uses nothing but. Right. The, the fact that they all kind of, uh, you know, they snap together, uh, and then they transfer the power and the RGB controls through this contact pad where they snap together so that you don't have a million fucking cables running around, you know, to control your fans. You only have one coming off of that cluster of fans. Um, so I ended up buying seven of those fans and those fans are like 35 bucks a piece. So, they're fucking expensive as piss and they're hard to find. I had to buy, uh, buy mine from fucking California someplace. Um, and I'm, I'm planning on putting those fans in, replacing the cheapo fans that are starting to rattle, uh, and hopefully able to control my, uh, my PC temps. But man, I, I just got those in, you know, the other day and I haven't fucked with it yet. As soon as I get, uh, as soon as I get my machine pulled apart, I'm going to rewire things so that it's a lot easier to access to, uh, hook and unhook my, uh, my VR setup. Cause it kind of needs to be more accessible than it is right now. <laughs> but yeah. I uh I've been playing other games. I mean, Jason, you you know, you went through you know squadrons, right? So uh I don't know where Yeah, I've been playing it here and there when I wasn't when I wasn't feel, feeling Hitman, I'm kinda flopped back and forth between the two couple times this week. So Okay. So Hitman I'm like five missions in. Huh. Right? Granted, because I played the two tutorial missions, you know, to, like, get everything you can do. Right. Um, I haven't quite complete completionists all, all the missions after that, but, I mean, that's just, it's a highly enjoy Complete, it's a highly enjoyable game. I was 100% with you you know, in the beginning when it came out, not digging the episodic part, but well, I I uh, did not dig it enough to you know to even give it a chance after uh, after it fully released. So I might if I if if I have any time left, maybe maybe I'll play that. But fuck, there is so many goddamn games to touch you know touch on. Yeah, that's actually. <clears throat> I think this just happens to be a more robust episode as we're all in good spirits right now and it's been a while. Yeah. And there's a fuckload of games out. Like right now, 
So me and Rusty have been dicking around with Floss Dart. Rusty has notably more time than I have. Mm, not um, notably, but some some more time. I had the the three day founders uh, head start. Yeah, and I got I'm playing the free version. Initially, me and him couldn't we didn't think that we could play on the same server. We had had some issues because his server had filled up first. The people that paid ahead of time. And all the free-to-play players got to play on some bitch-ass server. Some newer server. Some, yeah. Yeah, you bitch-ass motherfuckers. So I, I got an, I got the general basics out of the way, and then Rusty hit me up like about 30 minutes later. He's like, hey, a server opened up. So I have I promptly abandoned my character to try to learn some of the mechanics with Rusty since he'd been dicking around with it for a few days. Um, which actually helped quite a bit because it's... MMO-ish, but still seems very single-player focused yeah. playing it right now. So it's it's not particularly challenging, but we keep hearing... So there's a really vocal group of people that really like this game. Yes. And uh, looking through different comments on posts on social media from either Twitter or Facebook or on like PC Gamer or Games Radar or anything else, I'm seeing the people saying, like me, the general sentiment of being like, okay, this seems kind of easy. Um, I don't know why I'd need to group. And then you told me, yeah, you could play these dungeons on hard if you wanted to. And I totally did and totally passed my first couple of dungeons all by myself. Right. Um, just I had to hit some healing potions from time to time. But like that was the first time I felt like, oh, it's a little bit challenging, but yeah, I totally do this. And it feels like a lot of the classes, except for the Gunlance, um, have a lot of AOE abilities, like a lot, a lot. Right. Um to the point where I need like a few single target abilities. So I know <laughs> like what's a good high damage single target focus ability. And I think I've got like one or two per character right now. Well, I mean, yeah, there's most of the, uh, most of the abilities in this game are, uh, ha- are a- AOE centric because of how things work in later games. Yeah. And, it's so it kind of plays out like an MMO, kind of like World of Warcraft, and some of the quests are like total straight trash. <laughs> yes, we call it the uh, the water quest. You yes. get off the boat when you first start, and there's this guy saying he's dying of thirst, and then the water is like ten feet away. You go and click on an icon, and you come back, and then talk to him, and it says quest complete. <laughs> and there and he's are like I would have died without that water. <laughs> it's 10 feet away <laughs> i will say notably the story for diablo is a lot more involved than it is in lost ark um the story in this is kind of a impetus to drive you from area to area and i've gotten past the point of paying that much attention now that there are tablets and there's a demon i'm following and that's about as much as i've kind of caught together the main story tends to uh <clears throat> The main story is is fairly forgettable, unfortunately. Um, the side quests are 100% forgettable. You don't even care about them. Um, yeah. Like, from a, from a, looking at it from a story perspective from a player of Final Fantasy, uh, th- this is trash. Like, the, well, the game is fucking... Final Fantasy has, like, full-on small movies. Yes. And there's, there's a weight to... Uh, the Final Fantasy story that uh, that is followed through, like there's lulls, just like in every you know in every story. But the high moments and the low moments in Final Fantasy are really impactful. Um, whereas pretty much every moment so far, and I'm going to say pretty much, there's there there was there was one 
or, or a couple pretty cool moments, I will say. Um, most of the story has been meh, you know, uh, but then again, from what I've been, you know, able to see, I'm not an end game yet. Um, from what people have told me, it's not the story that you play Lost Ark for. It's, uh, it's the combat, the gameplay and the end game grind. Like some of the, uh, some of the bosses and some of the arenas, are really really cool looking and that's that's the thing they push the cool factor everything looks very flashy and that was one of the yeah. things that you had said yeah and <clears throat> let's get this out of the way so what was your character's name your uh your what do they call him the gun slinger oh uh, you have a arbalist the artillerist yeah yeah or not an arbalist yeah arbalist is uh uh that that is that is a heavy crossbow uh, <laughs> uh, kind of right. <laughs> this is a heavy machine gun. <laughs> what, what was your character's name? Um, what? Uh, the character's name? Yeah. Like my my character's actual name that I named that character. I just named I named things the first my first uh or my gamer tag and then a three letter acronym for what it is so it was gen rock art uh see and i i have a little bit more fun so my first character was nostaddy um and then my oh please no yes then, he did yeah and then so nostaddy will probably come over in a different form on this server because you can't move stuff between servers at least not yet and it would as far as nostaddy's goes he's he hasn't made it that far he's got a really big gun lance um and then I have Gnostics. Gnostics, as in like sticks, fish? like fish sticks. Do you like fish sticks? So Gnostics is my gun, my uh, gunslinger. Not Gnostics. Gnostics. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, he has two guns, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. They're they're boom sticks. Got it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I named my other dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss. I I don't remember what. Uh, I'm sure that Nosticles is going to come up. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, Nosticles, yep. Nosticles. <clears throat> Nos tickles was yep. my uh, my berserker. <laughs> um, but it's I used to use this emulator called Nesticle, and so I always remember that. But I just wanted to. Pl- I'm a fucking twelve year old sometimes on these games, <laughs> and I used to be a little bit more serious, like with my WoW characters. I had Nostradamus. Was one of my main characters. Everybody's got that's a fucking not theme. Serious? That's just pretentious. Yeah. Well, I was twenty-one when I started playing. Uh, Everybody's got a theme. Twenty-one. Yeah, Everybody's like, got a theme. It's like twenty-two or twenty-three, I think, when I first started playing World of Warcraft. So, and I was wait. You guys would have hated me. I was such a dickhead when I was younger. Yeah. Well. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I had a lot of pretentious names for my WoW characters and WoW was life, but. Um, but yeah, we're going to see how, uh, Nosticals and Gnostics does, um, with this game. I, I've been having fun. Like the gameplay's fun. There's again, it's, we played together and I think that was enough. Like maybe we'll play those characters again and just kind of wipe, you know, face keyboard roll through some shit if we want to. Yeah. It's, and I'll probably play the, the warrior seems fun. The warrior has a lot of quick burst damage or the berserker, which is the men or the, subclass of the warrior um 
has really good burst damage and has pretty good armor and pretty good recovery on his health. So like we're pretty early game. Like I'm, I'm hoping, I'm honestly hoping that I get to end game and it requires a little bit more precision aside from me dodging every now and then, and then just like hitting my shield and fucking just pal driving everything all the time, which is fun. Um, but I can tell you, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need more hands on this before I give it any kind of rating. Like I'm, I am having fun. It's a great, I think it's a good game to just turn the volume down because all the, what was that? There's that scene that we were in and they said something about church crap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like it's the story is so bare bones. It's like fucking laughable. It, it is. It's the voice acting's pretty, pretty trash. Um, so in my opinion, like there's even less text for that than even like the basic world of Warcraft text. It's yeah. like a paragraph at best. It's usually about three or four sen- short sentences tells you what they need for some reason. I'm going to go cleanse the plague. You need to go fix the barricade and burn the dead or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's really bare bones. But yes, yeah, so some of the voice acted stuff, just the whole, so there was literally the remark about something about searching through all this church crap or something like that. Yep. And uh, I was like, okay, well that was, uh, that was, that was pretty bad. I have, um, yeah. It's not, it's not the strong suit of, yeah. of the game. And most Sto- of the things that like, like when you, you see those steam reviews where it talks about like rates, the story, the story's like a pretty even too. like, they almost should have just not included it. Right. But I understood why they did it, but it's the amount of effort put into that part of it is like super bare bones. But the, the gameplay itself is fun. It's just, it's a little bit easy. And you can tell that it's set in an MMO way because the creatures don't auto aggro you as you wander through stuff. So you basically just go point to point to point with whatever you're doing, and then occasionally something follows you around. And then you got AoE, you know, bullshittery, and then you just, like, annihilate it real quick and then keep moving. Right. You know, it's... And then your horses, the animation, I'm going to say this. <laughs> so I call it my slide horse. Yes. A slide horse everywhere. So the horse's um, run animation is slightly faster than it moves, and it looks like the horse is kind of like moonwalking everywhere. <laughs> and I'm wondering... If it's just the animation speed is the same for several different mounts and it's just not quite right for the horse. <laughs> um, but I always, I just kept remarking on it because my OCD was going nuts and I kept telling Rusty, I want a slide horse over there. He's going to slide <laughs> horse over wherever he was at. It's a good slide horse, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't even notice it. Uh, until you had said something, and I have the the founder's Cerberus mount, and the Cerberus mount it doesn't bother me as much when it uh, when it's running, um, but yeah, the yeah. horse definitely, uh, like it does feel like it slides places instead of runs places. It's weird. Okay, yeah, his his feet are going like it. You know, when you put YouTube at like one point two five speed. His, his animation is 1.25 speed versus the ground. So he's basically like kicking up dust all the time or he's like moving on very slippery ground. It's kind of like Lola with her feet on the wood floor right. and she like slides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, that's fucking Looney Tunes shit right there. But like overall that game, like again, I've dicked around like six or seven hours. I put a, I put a decent amount of time into it this morning and put a little more time into it this afternoon and I'm, I might dick around with it a little bit before I go to sleep tonight. Like I had some fun with it. Yeah. Um, I just want to see it get a little bit more challenging. 
Um, and it I sounds think, like I got to get to fifty before that happens. Yeah, you're not you're not at anywhere near uh, where the game is actually focused. So, so right now, what you're experiencing is the leveling uh, portion of Lost Ark is really not the game. Uh, leveling portion is basically a ten hour tutorial, um, uh, or if you're doing all of the the quests and the side quests, it's more of like a 25 hour t- tutorial. Yeah, um, my fucking pet, pet. So you have to get a pet to auto loot everything, and I have this stupid ass fucking rabbit. You know what? You can turn that off. Can I turn the pets? You can actually turn the display of your pet off, so it will still have the the pet effect, but you won't ever actually see your pet. Oh, I'm super. You're gonna have to show me how to do that later. That's it's a an option in the menus. I saw it after you'd logged off, but um, uh, so if you don't don't like bunnies, uh, your first pet is a uh, is a white bunny. I have bunny PTSD. I followed the white rabbit earlier this week, and that was a mistake. Right. So and, and my vegan ex girlfriend had a rabbit that stank to high hell. Like I'm just not a big fan of rabbits. You can turn I, it I, off. I need I need a normal pet like a dog or a cat. Um, a yeah. fucking rabbit. You can you can turn it off. I've got the cat, but that's that's another you know founders thing. Um, yeah, I wasn't well, going to pay hundred bucks. Well, I I needed I, especially I, I had the option to try it out for free. Right, and and I I bought into the whole founders thing. I can tell you, it's not really that you know not really worth it. <laughs> just just from just from my own experience and from what I've seen so far, the hundred dollars. Didn't get me much. I, I do <laughs> want to speak to one thing that I've seen a lot on the internet, and this is this is like had the most concurrent players on Steam ever, like almost just under a million. It actually beat out uh, what was that New World? Yeah, well, yeah. It um, it doesn't feel pay to win. I know there's like pay to get skins, and there's there might be pay to craft things faster. But it's not pay to win in the same sense as most people think. I haven't paid a fucking dime on it. In fact, you even talked me out of it because I was like, I was like, well, you know, I like it enough. Maybe I'll spend fifteen dollars and see if that gets me a skin that I want. And then you were like, you can earn a lot of this shit. Yeah, and I, that's literally all I was going to do it for. And I just had a little bit of extra money. You're like, no, 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 don't spend any money. I was like, I took it to heart, so I didn't spend any money. Right. And now that I know I can hide my pet, like I really don't need to spend money. Right. Um. And, you know, my slide horse will be good for now. Um, you do end up getting a different slide horse. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get a different mount altogether. <laughs> but um, the horse is okay. It's just the animation is jank. But it's it's just a little bit different. It's The thing is, is that there's most of the things that you can do in this game don't require money. Like you to open your wallet. Um, you can farm just it's, about anything you want it's it just even faster less, for you to open your wallet it seemed even less necessary than warframe to be honest with you so i think in my head if you were all right spending a few bones on warframe you'd even need to do it less because warframe really needed to i know rusty's bowing his head oh because he uh, essentially bought a used car in warframe i have um <laughs> Like a used, like, 30-year-old Honda Civic. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll I'll keep playing it free, and I'll tell you what the free experience is as I continue to dick around with it. But we are in that season of, like, so many game. Mm, yes. There's... So, so uh, I kind of want to continue to transition from the, the Lostic 
the lost lost at arc yeah lost arc is going to be a thing that i'll be talking about a little bit more uh and i'm playing a sorceress i'm just going to uh and i'm getting closer to the level 50 i've been going really slow um but i i tend to I tend to basically, you know, dive in. There's not much going on in uh, in Final Fantasy 14 at the moment, so I've just kind of put that into maintenance mode, did a couple things, and then I'm just playing Lost Ark. So I will talk about it a little bit more once I get to where the actual game shines, and that is where the end game is. Yeah, and then that'll give me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it to the end game. I know I will. Yeah, like it hasn't annoyed me. It's not. It's not been a bad game. I haven't. I hope you guys haven't taken it as me as bad-mouthing it. It's just, right now, it's just, it's a cool-looking ARPG that's kind of ARPG light and kind of MMO light. And it just, it's a little easy right now. And I realize that that's a weird, if it gets to the point where I've got to run the same level like 4,000 times, then I may just put it down at endgame if that's what it ends up being. But how many times did you die in the Barrens? Never. Uh, so, I mean, during the leveling process of... Well, I of, mean, once I got to Darkwood, I didn't play Horde. Um, okay. Oh, well, you, you're you're bad and nobody likes you now. No, um, I mean, again, I was very pretentious <laughs> in my 20s. I played a lot of Night Elves. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, with beards. Um, if you don't know what Baron's Chat is. Uh, the... The thing is, is that during the leveling process, you're probably not going to die nearly as much. If you do, it's because you forgot to press the potion button. Um, but I haven't died yet. Uh, there is, there is, um, it, it gets progressively harder as you go along, and and I have had a couple fairly close calls with, um, you know, with some of the later bosses. Uh, the later bosses do have extra mechanics that, you know, they do what they can to fuck you. Uh, so, and then you haven't even seen one of the world bosses yet, which is, you know, gives you a, a better idea of uh, of what kind of mechanics is happening. So I, I do know the map is fucking huge because I've been dicking around in two areas and it looks like there's like 50 or 60 areas to go to. Jeez. There's, there's a lot of places. Um, it's the, the game's huge. Uh, there's multiple years worth of content that was dropped. Like, uh, with, with Lost Ark, uh, in Korea, they're up to, uh, tier three or basically their content patch three. Um, and the, it's, that is, it's been out for a couple of years in Korea, right? Yeah, that is or South Korea. Uh, <laughs> that is a yeah. good Korea, right? Good Korea. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> amount of stuff that they've got in the game for the American or the North American and um, uh, European release is about three or four years worth of content that we're getting right away. Uh, So it's, you know, it's kind of overwhelming at first because you can progress through the tiers relatively quickly. Um, Whereas, you know, Koreans have had a full year in a tier to, you know, you know, to kind of min-max things. So they've got some, you know, some extra experience in that. Um, the, uh, it's all based off of what, you know, what Endgame is, and I haven't even touched it yet. So <clears throat> I'm just fucking around. Yeah, uh, we shall see together. I mean, I, 
I should be able to get one of my... I'm going to probably focus my warrior. I may go back to the gunner, but I think I'm going to focus my warrior up and see what I can get. Sorcerers has been fun um, because... It'll give us a different enough class that if we do something we want to do, oh, I can be up front and you can be ranged. And yeah. then... I kind of want to play one of the support classes. I, I tend to play healer in most MMOs. I think it's bard in this one, right? Bard and uh, paladin both have kind of like a quasi-heal. Um, yeah, so, I got some heals from a from a bard in one of the missions with my. Uh, yeah, so bard has a like a direct heal or a heal over time that they can use as uh, you know uh, when their gauge is full, um, whereas the paladin has a shield that they can put up on people, which is is definitely the, nice. The gun lancer also has a big ass shield that it can drop. Yeah, it's. The paladin is shields per character, so it's kind of like a, a protection bubble. Um, yeah, it's anyways like a dispriest. Um, but yeah, it. Well, well, I'll I'll see more about it. Uh, I can tell you, there are two pretty big moments in the story that I thought were really, really fucking cool. Actually, three. Well, I haven't I haven't skipped anything that was new. I just skipped what I'd already seen so far. My alt that's turning into I guess my main at this point. Yeah, it's just um, the the story does have like it uses an impressive system to put a lot of fucking units on the screen, uh, and that becomes readily apparent when you get into a uh, into a major battle situation. Like a siege, uh, there's fuckloads of things going on, and it's really cool looking. Uh, so they they just ramp that up as the story goes on. So, well, I want to take a ton, some time to revisit Dying Light now that I actually have some time into the game because I just started before. Okay. And I was telling Rusty over Discord this week. Um, it's kind of like in Witcher Three how you have Tutorial Island. And I dicked around on Tutorial Island for about 20 hours before I realized it was Tutorial Island. I just kept doing side quests and doing these different events. And I was trying to get my legs wet on how to do nighttime stuff. And uh, I finally just went through the story. And then it shot me off to a completely different area that was like five times as big. And I have a feeling that this is not... I'm still just starting. I haven't... I'm like 40 plus hours in and I've just really discovered one of the main factions as to what's going on. So I don't think it's 500 hours, but it is a very long game. And part of that is what you put into it. But I think that it is fun to do the side stuff in that. I was telling Rusty, like Saints Row, especially by the time you got to four, like had really dumb and boring activities to do or, um, where you're just collecting something or doing something completely unrelated to the game. And what this has, it has missions that you do for a lot of different characters, and then you unlock parts of the map by unlocking safe spots. So without spoiling the story, you basically unlock a certain type of building in the game by basically running a dungeon and a little bit of a puzzle. And then that you assign it to one of the factions. And then after you assign it to the faction, it unlocks all, basically like all of their little huts on tops of rooftops that have people that have quests in them. And then it unlocks the different types of events for you to complete. And the events are usually like, it'll be like, go into this building and loot 
it'll tell you what, what kind of loot types in there, right? And that loot is what you use for upgrades for your current weapons or to get money to buy like higher tier items and stuff like that. All your vendors reset every single day and they reset at your level. So like every time you actually get a level, you end up, that's a good time to buy a weapon because you'll get it at the right level. And so you, my experience so far is basically saving up 10,000 bucks um, while I'm leveling. And then when I get to that, I find whatever's not high enough or will have the most impact. And then I switch out that gear at the vendor. Um, it does the weapon mods like you did before. So you get a axe, right? And then that axe has got like one of 15 different effects you can apply to the head of the axe, several different effects you can add to the shaft of the axe, several different effects you can add to the pommel of the axe, and then a charm that can either change the way that it looks or give additional effects or statuses to that said weapon. Um, you can't repair weapons outright, but I've found that they do last a very long time, like pretty much through most of my level. I never have a shortage of weapons. I'm finding lots of... The tiers are gray, green, purple, yellow, and then maybe a higher tier than that, but that's about what I've seen so far. And some of those are unique items, and then some of them have mod slots. Um, and they all have different abilities, like a block and I get stamina back or something like that. Um, the combat seems way better than the first one. Um, the only complaint I have so far is the animation they're using on the Zambies. When you kick them into a spike trap, does not look nearly as cool. They kind of just hit it and die. Whereas before they get stuck on it, right? Or you had the weird x-ray shots when you'd hit stuff and you'd see the bones breaking. <laughs> um, it doesn't have any of that, which that part's kind of a, a bummer. But they don't spawn nearly as many zombies, at least on the street, as they did in the first one in the day. They're all, like, sleeping in the buildings until nighttime, basically. Because when they go out of the buildings, they start to kind of catch on fire like a vampire. Um, oh, so... It's the UV light. Gotcha. Okay. Some of them are, like, less impervious to it. and So you just got a few people, like, wandering around on the streets. And at nighttime, there's a whole bunch more, and they're a little bit faster. And then you have the... More recent infected, which also run like hell at you, which are actually not that hard to kill. But like if you throw down a grenade, because that's something you can have, um, that will draw a bunch of the recently infected to you, and you have about four or five of those that you got to knock out. Which, in my opinion, is just throw them all top and get them busy, and then just go up there and whack their heads off. Um, but then they'll have lots of like boss monster type things that have like fucking maces and hooks and chains and all sorts of shit like bolted onto them that are guarding different types of loot. Who puts that shit on them? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just video game ass video game bullshit. Okay. I'm just wondering like, how does, how do the zombies have like, you know, advanced weaponry? I don't know. I don't yeah. know whatever. It's just ways to have boss characters essentially. Gotcha. Okay. Doesn't make it, it doesn't need to make sense. It just does. It just does. And it's fun. And okay. after you get used to that, move set like i got into a situation i had to take on like six of these guys at a time they got a huge radius but you've got a hell of a dodge the dodge in this works better than any other manual dodge that you have in a first person game because you just push back and then hit the jump button and at a certain point your dude's like leaping like 15 feet back like he dodges the fuck out of the way so um and that's in any direction except for forward if you go forward it's a jump but it uh it works really well. There's all those weird slow-mo moves that you've got. So, like, uh, you unlock a move where, like, an enemy swings at you. You hit the left bumper, and that blocks and throws him off balance, and you can hit him. Or if he starts charging you, you can hit X and then, like, slam his head into the wall. 
zombies too. They come at you and you just take your hand out and just like push their head out of the way. And at a certain point, you can actually knock them to the ground with that or just sling them off the top of a roof, which is pretty funny. Um, when you stagger an enemy, you can jump on their head like Mario style and then do like a two, like a dead, a, what do you call that? A two leg kick. The, uh, I don't know what that's called. The hagger kick. Oh, from God. final fight. Uh, the, oh, oh, drop um, kick. drop kick. Yeah. You can drop kick people and they, or zombies and they just go flying off the top of a roof, which is incredibly fun. Um, fucking, <laughs> yeah. It's, final fight. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's like Hagger from Final Fight, basically, <laughs> except they go, like, 40 feet back. Like, you're basically, like, almost, it feels like you're the fucking Hulk as far as you hit stuff. Like, I got a mace, 200 mace, and then I can hold down the charge attack and then hit Y, and I do this huge, I basically do the windmill attack that you get from, a, like, a berserker in, a, in D&D. Okay, you don't do a golf swing? Oh, you can do a golf swing, but okay. if I hit Y, I spin in a huge circle... And do a whirlwind. So does and, your does your character actually like twist? Oh, she's spinning a full circle. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that sounds fucking hideous. And if you aim at neck level, that might mean that you just cut off like fifteen heads all at once, which is so fun. But that sounds hideous. I would be that. Uh, it sounds like you would get uh, dizzy. It's a, it's a single. It's a single rotation. Single rotation. Okay. Thank God. And you can do it as long as you have stamina, essentially. Well, I guess there's one way to look at you, you know, look and see what's behind you. Yeah, like, the zombies don't, I think after a certain point when you're tougher, the zombies just tickle a little bit, essentially. Like, they, if you get ten of them hitting you all at the same time, that will hurt. But, like, I'm picking locks, and then it'll give you kind of like a little white bubble thing that tells you that there's something coming at you. I'll just finish picking the lock and then get the shit and then turn around and deal with the dude, the biter that's behind me. Like, there's a few times that you run into situations where they, like, hold you down and shit and it gets a little bit tense, but hadn't been that big a deal. But you can totally stealth that whole game. You got a fucking bow. So, at a certain point, you've got throwing knives and all sorts of little range weapons. And I found, with this game, I've got shock arrows right now that I've been crafting. So, there's a creature called a howler that will scream and then initiate a chase um, if it sees you. And they're always on the ground. They're very very—they're not on the rooftop. So you could basically avoid all of them if you just run rooftops. But there's you don't always have that option. So I'll get on top of a lamppost and like snipe the two or three howlers I see in an area when I'm doing the nighttime missions and then drop down and deal with the shit that's on the ground. And then also maybe get some special infected in there too to get me my ears, I guess, or whatever I'm collecting. Um, to do my special upgrades. I mean, it's better than scrotums, I guess. Yeah. But the the combat's pretty fun. <laughs> um, I'm really engaged, like, nighttime activities before, like, it took you a long time to get to a point where you felt very competent in one with dealing with night, whereas this, there are some really tough fucking enemies, but the price of dying is just some XP that you earned since your last checkpoint. So it's worth dicking around. I've ran into, I've died a fair amount of times, honestly. Like missing jumps and then dropping like sixty stories down to my face plant into the dirt. Um, I'll do it, but yeah, it just puts you back at the last checkpoint that you had essentially with whatever items you just grabbed. It's just you lose your XP that you got real. since the last checkpoint. Let's be real; that's just like 
that, that's that's the parkour experience right there. You yeah, miss a like, jump and you're like, um, you. well, you got a parachute, but sometimes there's a there's a sweet spot between being able to open the parachute and then just jumping far enough to kill yourself, which I've hit. If you jump twenty or thirty feet down, and I don't have the skill to do this special drop yet, um, you can face plant yourself into the dirt and die. And that doesn't give you enough time to open up your parachute and do anything. Like you can, op- I've opened my parachute like right above the ground, right before I hit, and still face planted. Like it needs a second to catch before it does anything for you. Right. And the parachute is basically like a paraglider. Like you can use it to catch up drafts and shit like that to get around. The buildings are really fucking tall. Um, but yeah, like dying like two. I don't. I don't. You know, I generally like PC Gamer. I don't know what they're fucking smoking. That game's fun as shit. Um, I've put time into it, not even thinking about it. I'm just like, oh, nighttime activities. I need to do these over here. I've got way too much shit on my plate. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good game. It's a it's a it's a good. It fills that niche I needed for a RPG. Oh, let me mention one last thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. There are these timed decisions you have to make that do alter what you're doing in the game even within this faction i'm in i kind of allied myself with somebody completely neutral to the faction and it's given me completely different quests um and those quest decisions you have kind of make a difference in like what types of quests and things that you're doing to propel the game forward and it's been fairly engaging in fact the 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 writing in this game is much much better than the last one it's not like top tier wouldn't say this is like Bioware, like old Bioware level or anything like that. And I think if they could have kept Chris Avalon, it might have been up to there. But um, yeah, it feels like I'm making some decisions. You know, it's just doing it in the you've got five seconds to decide, pick left or right, essentially. Um, do this or don't. Um, like, I'm pretty sure, like, at one point, I think I was about to get myself ambushed. And then somebody talked to me about, like, don't do it. You had the opportunity to be like, I'm going to do it and then maybe get ambushed and then have the story propel you in a completely different way. Or I like essentially allied with who I thought was the enemy that. Yeah. So anyways, Mm -hmm. like it changed the direction of how that story was going. Um, But yeah, like so far that's been the, that's been the most fun I've had in months. It's, it's a good game. If you liked one, you'll like two. It's it's a better version of one. I like one. It's just, with more things to do than one and uh better parkour is just different. You just unlock it at a different rate in this one. You did the last one. You still get the points kind of like oblivion, right? Where I'm jumping. So I'm getting parkour points. I'm hitting things. So now I'm getting combat points okay. and the combination of those things. Plus the weird pickup item I have to do by finding it is what builds me into my levels. So my character is like level five at 40 plus hours in. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's it's going to be one of those games that I'll be picking up eventually. But I've got too much shit to work on right now. Yeah, we haven't even touched fucking Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction's been installed and we haven't even fucking played it. Um I've got two fucking uh two fucking PlayStation 5 games that I haven't even touched, you know. Did did anybody play anything else or are we at break time? I played Fucking Monster Hunter Rise, eighty-one hours and fucking Monster Hunter Rise. Do you want to take a break first and then jump into Rise? I guess. All right, we're gonna take a break. 
we've been looking at the news. Um, it's pretty late. Yeah. So yeah. we let Jason go to sleep. We started late uh, this time. So yeah, he, he's he's. Oh he's, yeah, I didn't do uh, the weather report at the beginning. You didn't do the weather report at so, all. Yeah, we started like nine forty-five. Yeah. Or, or no, close. it was closer to ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was uh, almost midnight when we hit break. And it's and below freezing now at was, 29 degrees. Damn, that changed a lot. I guess uh, I'm not going on a walk tomorrow. <laughs> so it's, it's it's cold outside. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, we let Jason go and Rusty reviewed some stories. Um, we talked things and stuff, but um, we didn't get to a couple of things. I just want to briefly touch on something because me and Rusty have a little bit we want to talk about with Monster Hunter Rise. Uh-huh. Uh, we both got some skin in the game. Yeah. Um, I didn't give you a good enough review of Vampire Survivors last week. Um, I want to say that is the best two ninety nine I've spent in my entire life. Okay. Um, except for maybe potentially life saving gasoline. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, almost being stranded in the desert. Um, but Vampire Survivors is so it's a roguelike, and it's uh, it's got three levels so far. Um, it's in early access. You've got you unlock a whole bunch of different stuff based on what you do in your run. But in every run, you essentially kill things. And the only input you have is your move key. So you move around, you can pause, but you move around and you start off with a weapon type that can be upgraded. And then you get pickups with every level up and every boss that you kill. Um, your weapon types are have an animation. So if it's a whip, it'll whip out front. And then if you get the whip version 2, then it'll whip out side to side. And then if you get a modifier for it for projectile, it'll do four whips now. And then if you get it again for projectile, now you have like six whips. And then if you combine whip with uh, extra hearts and it hits level 8, and now it's a blood whip that gives you health back. So like there's all these little combos that you get and there are random drops. But I feel like the game, when it sees you're working towards a build gives you those options in the drops to work towards your build. Oh, okay. And it's kind of up to you to figure out what item combinations are needed to create like the top tier version of the item. And they recently started experimenting with pairing different attack items together. So normally it's a weapon item and a support item combined together create the ultimate version of each item. But there are two birds... There's a black bird and a white bird, and they fly in circles around you, shooting like a little salvo of like little missiles, and they really suck at first. They end up being the most powerful weapon in the game. So it turns into like rainbow vomit, and what it does is it shoots like in a sprinkler all around you and knocks shit back, and it does a fuckload of damage. So when you combine both birds and get them both to level 8, it turns into like the super bird. And the super bird can also level up to level eight, whereas the other ones can only level up to level eight plus its evolution. So its evolution actually levels on its own. And I guess that's a direction they're wanting to take some of the other weapons to give you other varieties of what you can do, which is actually really fucking cool. But essentially, you here's the tactic. You get a directional weapon so you can focus down bosses mm-hmm. and you get one or two AOE weapons. And then you build those out to something really ridiculous. Like I got holy water and then I increased the size of the holy water and the duration of the holy water. And it melts enemies in its little circles. Um, And then you can get it to where it creates these really long lasting puddles of holy water that I just stand in and everything melts as it comes towards me. 
So basically, you kite enemies towards the holy water that, as you're powering it up, turns into this really the little holy big holy pond, basically. <laughs> and it shoots out multiple versions of these ponds all over the place, and you stand it, and things melt as they approach you. Um, and then you get like a directional weapon like the whips, and then turn that into something really fucking awesome. Um, and then you get hard unlocks, so you earn gold for every boss that you kill, and then sometimes randomly in candlesticks and shit like that. Um, it drops little pieces of gold. Um, and that gold is what you use to unlock better items and then other classes for you to use. And all the classes have different move speeds, different armor, different effects, essentially, and different starting weapons. Um, I've unlocked all the possible achievements that you can for this game at this point at 20 hours in. Okay. And I've played it on every mode that's available. You cannot beat the end boss. I've looked it up several times. It is designed to fuck you. There are people that have glitched it out. But essentially the way I have it programmed right now is he just spawns on top of you and murders you in like three hits. Um, and it's the boss isn't ready, essentially. Okay. But the game itself, if you can get to where you can always hit a 30-minute run, which is where I'm at right now, um, is really fun. I've gotten to the point where I can backburner it for them to release more context. I've literally done... The only thing I need to do... I say need. The only thing different I could do right now is unlock a few more tiers of different unlocks that I have. So, like, it'll give you, like, faster rate of fire or more armor when you start or health regen or something like that which are all items that you can pick up in the base game. But um, this gives you an extra level of that. So, like, you can spend some gold to get extra projectiles right off the bat. Okay. Um, or extra speed right off the bat, which is all great. But the game itself is pretty... It's, this is a super old term. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. Oh, my God. But it's... You fucking... It's a breakout hit, and it was one of those things I've had on my wish list for a little bit, and I've been seeing some stories about it, right, popping it up. Since seeing a lot of reviews on the game, right, it was on my wish list for a while, because it's like two ninety nine. that's super cheap. Literally played it while I was waiting on Dying Light to come out. It's a great two ninety nine purchase. Like, it's, Vampire Survivor is probably going to stay on my list all year for something. It's just fun. Okay. Um, um it's, it's really great. Um, but we do want to talk about Monster Hunter Rise because, you know, we won't want to take this long-ass podcast to the three-hour mark. Um, me and Rusty have both played Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I had mentioned that ranged weapons in this are better. Would you agree than that better in this versus Monster Hunter World? They feel better, but there's, there's a couple things. So... Uh, You're heavy bowgun. I'm playing mostly light bowgun. Right? right. So I, I've always really played heavy bowgun. Uh, I mean, I, I say always. I've only played Monster Hunter World and then Rise. Um, but I played like a couple hundred hours worth of Monster Hunter World and 80 some hours in Monster Hunter Rise. And it's all been basically heavy bowgun. Um, the difference between the two is, of course, the charge attack. Uh, for heavy bowgun is is different for you, you know, if you can get consistent damage with that charge you do some pretty decent damage with the fucking charge attacks the the charge attack for uh for the heavy bowgun is uh, it's actually kind of a blessing and a curse so when you were uh i tend to play a pierce build more often than not um or it's either pierce or spread um 
both pierce and spread, you basically want to put as many bullets into the, you know, uh, into the monster as possible, as fast as possible, uh, so that you can, you know, you stagger faster that way. Um, the charge mechanic actually adds a little tiny, almost imperceptible delay, uh, when you press the trigger because it thinks maybe you're going to charge, uh, and then, it doesn't necessarily fire off the shot until you release the trigger. So, uh, my, my, my normal thing is I'm fucking basically constantly like pressing and releasing the trigger really, really fast. Uh, and it can sometimes delay some shots when I thought I would get through six shots while a fucking, did, you know, uh, uh, monster is down. Did you get any guns that had a severe curve to a shot? Uh, there's, there's some deviations, but, I uh, I tend to, I, ha- I have one gun that literally like veers off 30 degrees and it's got pierce ammo on it. Uh-huh. So it'll almost take a left or right. I think it always curves to the left, but it'll literally, the monster will be like, I'll broadside it mm-hmm. and then still somehow get the tail. Right. Because no. it curves that hard. I, um, uh, there's a... Uh, the Nargakuga heavy bow gun uh, is basically the, the is the Pierce gun. It has no deviation, so it shoots exactly where you're pointing, um, and that's what you want for Pierce uh, because you want but, to you know you want to go from nose to tail on well, a Pierce. But it also has like so it has this goofy thing called wire bugs that lets you get additional maneuverability in battlefield. Yes, and, and that I is, think that's a pretty big addition. For for heavy bowgun, it's it's a godsend because when you put uh, when you pull out the fucking heavy bowgun, you walk slower than anything I've ever fucking played. Like fat roll in Dark Souls seems fast compared well, to what you do with a heavy bowgun out. Yeah, and he like does like a double bunny hop or something when he's like trying to move out of the way. I think you can get him to roll, but you can get him to roll. There is a side hop that you can do, but basically dodging with a heavy bowgun out is it's not something that you normally do. You you basically use your wire bug to reposition. Right. You use your wire bug, uh, bug to go basically left, right or forward. Uh, and then if you need to go backwards for any fucking reason, you don't, um, (laughs) you just figure out what side you were going to go to. So, uh, the addition of the wire bugs, the big thing with, uh, with heavy bowgun is the, um, the ability to basically tank any one hit, uh, with the, uh, the, the switch skill, uh, you can you know, basically use the wire bugs to root you in place and it tanks one hit so that you don't take any damage from it. And I have the, uh, the ability to counter, uh, afterwards, uh, that counter does like, it does wyvern blast style damage. It's, uh, it's like two or 300 damage. Yeah. And when you're looking at what you normally do, right? Like it's, that's like, a few rot- that's like two full rotations of shots basically that's yeah i mean most of my my pierce if i can uh, if if i'm shooting and i've got the right buffs on i'm doing like maybe 22 23 damage on 
uh, you know, on the you know, the orange numbers, uh, weak spot numbers. Right. Um, otherwise, it's like, you know, somewhere between 15 and 18, uh, you know, normal damage uh, as it's passing through things. Um, so that Wyvern Blast allows you to do some really cool uh, counter staggers that uh, can, A, break parts easily. Um, for, for instance, Berioth was one of those, uh, one of those monsters that uh, in Monster Hunter World, you break the wings on Berioth, and then whenever it does its dashes across the freaking arena, uh, it will kind of stumble because it uses its wings as arms, and it, if it's broken, then it kind of stumbles. Uh, so you tend to focus the wings down first so that you can slow them down. Um, well, and it's easy to hit a monster with wings because with Pierce because it's like if it's got its side turned to you, you just shoot through both wings. Right. Well, with the counter, he normally does a dash that just you know leaps across the arena hit, and, and hits you once. Well, if you use the wirebug counter, you can do that, and as it's turning around, you can counter shot one of the wings, and a couple of those will break the wing, and that will slow him down really fast. Uh, Anjanath is my bitch in fucking Monster Hunter Rise, uh, because he decides to fucking, like, you know, do his little charge move, you know, at me. I can counter that, and then I can, you know, blast him in the fucking nose, and he's, you know, he falls over. Uh, I, I will say though, like I was, I mentioned in a few podcasts back that the uh, bow gun was one of the lesser used weapons in the Monster Hunter world, and there has been some studies done on the back end showing the bow gun is actually well the third. Yeah, yeah, and I use third place now. Like light bow gun used to be straight trash. Yeah. Um, one of the big mechanics adding the additional maneuverability of the wire bug means that you can get above a monster and put up basically a mine on the monster, yeah. uh, an explosive charge that gets five hits it's... at like 50 damage. So like you have your wyvern blast, right? I've got three of these charges. If I can hop over the top, vault over the top of the monster and plug it on the monster, um, which is actually not that hard to do unless it's a really fast moving monster. Um, that actually nets me better damage with my pierce weapons with my light bow gun and then i've got the mortar shells of the light bow gun and i've got like i've got a gun that's basically machine gun spread so that also sets the charges off every time i hit the monster essentially so i hit the whole monster for like 50 damage with the spread plus i get an extra 50 damage from the shot so i can like rock through about 800 damage in like a couple of rotations really fast yeah. and then my mind blasts charge it's like they all charge up within about 30 seconds to a minute or like 30 seconds per blast basically yeah maybe a minute i don't know I, I haven't timed it but it's not that long and you can just continue to reapply that and then do your damage and it's basically just free damage yeah. so it's it's super handy and like it just everything about the bow guns now is just like way better and that game doesn't I thought it would look worse because it was a switch port. Mm. It looks slightly worse than World. It's not quite as detailed, but it's sharp and it's clean. I do kind of miss World, though. Well, uh, World is a really good looking game. I mean, 
there's there's certain things about world that I I really liked. I like the tenderized mechanic with the claw. Um, uh, I I really liked the you know the the wall banging uh, where you could just attach to the monster and then hit them uh, like two or three times and then throw them into a wall for an uh, for an easy knockdown. Um, the pods make a big difference uh, so that you can like launch. Uh, you can launch, you know, flash pods in, you know, in a direction instead of just kind of using them. Uh, there's, there's a lot of neat things about world that I kind of miss, but the wire bugs definitely add extra movement capabilities to, you know, to rise. And that, that does, uh, that does add some things. It just, every, uh, every monster hunter has like this gimmick, this little mechanic to it. Uh, rise has two of them. Um, it's the wire bugs and the palamutes. Um, the, yeah, basically the having dogs. A, a dog that you can ride like a horse. Right. The dog is really, really fast. Now, uh, one of the things that I've, you know, I've been, you know, playing around with is actually taking the palamute out of the team, uh, and running a, uh, two cats to, uh, 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 two, if, if you run two cats, then each one of the, the, uh, the cats has kind of like a, a class, like there's a healer, a bombardier of, uh, like a, yeah, uh, I'm a, running healer a, cat. a trap. Um, there's a, a gather one. Um, what I've got is I've got a healer cat that has a shock trap. Uh, so it will randomly throw down a, a shock trap you know, during the, you know, during the fight and you can actually capture things with the Palamute shock trap. So you don't have to spend one yourself. Um, and it tends to throw the shock trap down when the, you know, uh, when the thing is capturable. So it makes things a little bit easier. Uh, but you can also throw, uh, throw a gather, um, uh, uh, Palico on and the gatherer Palico will actually, you know, steal monster items, you know, steal monster parts from, uh, from the monster. And that can be up to gems that they steal from the monsters at, that you get at the end of the, uh, at the end of the mission. So I was thinking just use the wire bugs for movement and then, you know, use the two cats. It's, it's a real, it's got some, uh, it's got, it's got some challenges to it. Um, but I found it, it was a little bit easier than world. Um, it might just be because we're both playing Bogun cause I did try it with longsword for quite a while and it was harder. Okay. Well, I, I don't think you, it was, you I, get I don't really was, consistent damage with Boguns. but there was big, uh, there was big spikes of difficulty in world where you had to like, you had to kind of grind certain things out. I didn't feel like, I feel like I needed to grind things out uh, as much. Now that could be the bowgun, um, but and the fact that I'm used to using a bowgun, um, but it it doesn't seem like it has those big difficulty spikes. Like Anjanath was a big difficulty spike in World. Um, Nigargante, the first the first time you run into him, yeah, it was like five attempts before I could down him. Right, you know that that was a, a big you know spike and there is one 
uh, Magnum Allo is a you know is a bit of a he spike. Took, he took me a couple tries, three tries actually, of me just trying to figure out what the strategy was for him because I had to kind of cheese him to get him down. Oh, Magnum Allo, I I I had him easy. Uh, he's like uh, he comes at me and he's like, I'm the big fucking Nergigante, and I'm I, like, I, no, you're not. I actually <laughs> used heavy bow gun with him so I could block his shit. Mm, well. The uh, heavy bowgun shield is really, really useful for him. That's for damn sure. Um, I miss Nergigante. That was what my th- thing was. I played through that entire thing, there's, and I'm like, I want to see Nergigante come back. Well, I, I don't. What hunt level are you right now? Uh, I am uh, hunter rank fifty. <laughs> so, uh, I am right up to the. Uh, the last boss in the main story. How do you have double my time in like 40 more levels than me? Because once you get, once you get into, um, or once you get past, what is it Hunter ranks five or six? Um, it opens up and it says, okay, your next Hunter rank, uh, your next quest comes at uh, Hunter rank 10 and you end up getting about a Hunter rank or about three quarters of a hunter rank per quest that you do. So you tend to go through them fairly quickly. I guess I just get really sidetracked with just like building a set. And so I just hunt the same monsters over and over again because I want to. Oh, it's for me, I've been, you know, for me, that was uh, um Guga because I needed to get certain uh, parts from him to be able to make the bowgun I wanted. But uh, that and. It was one. Uh, the fucking uh, the mud the the mud monster that has a really long fucking tail looks like a Chinese dragon. That's kind of cool. Um, uh, that that one was. I ended up having to fight that one a lot. Starts with an M. I forget exactly the name, but um, yeah, it it tends to. Uh, it tended to go a little bit easier than I did with uh, than than with World, and that was kind of nice, but also kind of disappointing. At this point, I'm I'm pretty much done until they do Sunbreak, which is the you know the uh, uh, the expansion that they're going to do in the summer. Um, and that tends you know I I'll I'll, I'll play that, but you know yeah, it's, I'll play that too. I think. I'm going to try to catch up to you so I can do some of the higher level hunts with you. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can play something. I can build a different set so that I'm not like destroying, excuse me, destroying things with the, you know, with the heavy bow gun. Um, I could, I could probably build like a great sword set. I can do that. Well, I think overall, like, I think we both like monster hunter eyes. It's good. If you're a monster hunter fan, I, fan i think it's a it's a good pickup it's it's a it's it's and definitely a good uh good bit of fun it's more it's, monster hunter it's the only reason i'm not going to catch up to you is i've got that so dying light games. and elden ring coming out here fucking soon so in two weeks elden ring drops which i'm going to be playing there's horizon forbidden west coming too um i don't know if i'm going to play the warhammer thing right off the bat because i've got when we also got lost ark yep like some really hefty, beefy ass games coming out in February. I mean, this is my uh, Valentine's Day present, I guess. Is all these video games? Well, February's, uh, yeah, shit. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of games uh, coming. Yeah, but kind of brings me to some of the new stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so just kind of wanted to say the uh, there was a lot of people on the concurrent playlist for Lost Ark. You remember what the number for that was? It's uh, 1.3. Yeah. Yeah, 1.3 million uh, for concurrent users on, you know, on launch day on the 11th. Um, that's, uh, that puts it in second place, just barely over CSGO, uh, for concurrent user play, uh, uh, concurrent players, uh, on day one. Now it might fluctuate. It, I mean, it's a new MMO. You're going to see more, a lot of people playing it right away. Um, it doesn't even come close to, uh, PUBG, which had like 3.2 million or some bullshit. Uh, when that exploded. Um, and I'm not sure what it's like uh, or what it's like for today, or, you know, a couple of days into it. Um, I can tell you, even with 1.2 million concurrent users uh, on Steam, uh, the servers have been rock solid. I have not run into problems with... Uh, uh, with uh, with login queues or anything like that from you know for the server that I'm on, so I might be, you know, I might be in the minority there because I, I don't know if. Well, I'll give you some. So I pulled up Steam DB just uh-huh. to look at this because it tied into another story of games that came out recently with high concurrent users. So Lost Stark peaked at 1.3 million. Right now, it's at 656,000 people. Right now, okay. Um. And then another new release, um, Dying Light 2, for is number one, two, three, four, five, six of all time top concurrent users. So its all time peak was at two hundred and seventy four thousand with one hundred and five thousand people in it. So the anomaly being Lost Ark being that fucking high, right? Counter Strike Global Offensive all time peaked at one point three as well, just slightly less, um, one point three oh eight versus one point three two five, right? Um, but Counter-Strike Go still has, right now, 565,000 people playing it, and Clusterk has 656. Right. With Dying Light falling way behind at 105,000 concurrent users right now, but also the most, the sixth most played game on Steam. It's just... It's just, that's normal success, where Lost Ark is a free-to-play game, so that helps, but it seems fun. Like, I'm not going to knock it. Yeah, it... It was kind of expected that there was going to be a, a, a massive push right at the beginning just to get, like, people in. Well, um, for contrast, like, we've got some friends that play a lot of Destiny on PC. Uh-huh. So Destiny's top concurrent player peak was 292,000. Uh, right now, it, it is at 57,000 people. Right. Goddamn. That's probably, there's a lull there because uh, uh, Witch Queen's coming. Uh, so there's probably not a whole lot of progression happening right now, uh, in, in destiny. So people are playing other games. Well, to also to flip this around, just to tell you how popular vampire survivors is, it's number 16 of all time. Okay. With a top peak of 62,000 and a current player count of 45,000 right now. That's, I mean, that's pretty, you know, it's very impressive. That's pretty impressive for a $2.99 game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Monster um, Hunter Rise, which is a very popular game, never got over one hundred and thirty-four thousand. So, well, 
I would argue Monster Hunter is kind of like one of those games for people who like Monster Hunter, though. That's that's the well, thing. Well, another super popular game, Ark, right? Yeah. Only peaked at 157,000 people, and right now there's it's got a lot of staying power. It's at 53,000 people right now. I mean, um, it's because those 53,000 people are still waiting for their T-Rex. Right. Uh, <laughs> All-time peak right now, and still PUBG at over 3 million. Yeah, it's so just it got popular, I think, in China, didn't it? Yeah, it got real popular in you know in a, a lot of other places. So th- when that a lot of chicken dinners, that's that's the thing. It, it was one of the originators for the uh, battle royale. So that was the uh, uh, that was that was the thing, and that's why it's got staying power. I mean, talking about games that we had talked about before, and then I'll let this rest. Project Zomboid. Peaked at 65,000 people and still has 34,000 people playing right now. Yeah. Which is over Valheim. If that tells you anything. Yeah, but, I mean, Valheim had an initial spike because of streamers. And then uh, after that, it just kind of died out. The updates have been pretty slow. Yeah. Which is fine. They decided, rightly so, uh, I will give uh, the Valheim developers you know, some credit here. Um, they saw the initial spike and the, you know, and I mean, they appreciated the influx in cash, but they spent, they're spending their, or they're taking their time and spending that influx to better the game over a period of time so that that, uh, so that they're not like cash grabbing it. So that reminds me one more thing. I did want to toss that out here because I don't mind throwing a little bit of hate at the game that was melting graphics cards. <laughs> New World is currently the 39th most popular game on Steam. The highest peak being at 913,000 with its current player rank player base at 24,000 a day, averaging 45,000 day, 45,000 a day. So Project Zomboid is beating out New World. Right. So New World being a a, a brand new IP uh, and being, a lot of people checked it out and then dropped off. Well, a lot of people got, checked it out, you know, because it got had to the, got to the grind game. We're like, not for me. Well, there's some there's some pretty big balance issues from what I understand. I don't know. I've never actually played it, but um, the end game is kind of meh right now. Uh, and uh, a lot of people are hating on it because of that. The um, what I will say is. It had server issues upon server issues upon server issues at launch. And this also being a game that Amazon published, they learned from that with the Lost Ark release. They did delay uh, the the Lost Ark release by uh, about five or six hours or something like that um, because of deployment issues and finger quotes. Uh, but what they learned from the uh, from New World, they applied in Lost Ark so that they could balance the server loads. Uh, and none of the servers, to my knowledge, went down for Lost Ark. Yeah, no, they had a delay when they started. That was that was it on day one, and I was while I was still at work, so I was like, okay, well, I well, can't play it anyway. I w- I was waiting for it to come back online. Saw that the saw a tweet saying that they were you know going to delay it because of deployment issues, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to bed. And it came up about an hour or so before I came back. I got back up, so you know they they at least learned that 
you know, that is uh, to their credit. Yeah, but the uh, in general, like just looking at this stuff, that just kind of shows me that Lost Ark seems like it's doing pretty all right. Dying Light Two seems like it's doing pretty all right. Yeah. Um. All right with that. In other news, though, um, I did want to say that uh, watched a couple of uh, trailers for Atomic Heart. Yes. It says it's coming out this year. Dude. And I thought it was vaporware at this point, so I'm glad to see it again. They said that they don't want to make it a Half-Life 2 meets Bioshock, but it kind of looks like a Russian version of that. And I don't care. Um, I'm okay with that. We watched some... The music seemed like uh, techno doom music. Oh, God, it sounded good. It's it sounded pretty, really good. It sounds, sounded chunky. They, whoever's doing the soundtrack's pretty fucking talented. Yeah. Um, it's very crunchy. It's genre bending to me i like it the, the crazy thing is that's the first thing i noticed but the weird weapons that it had i'm all for weird zany weapons in a game like that i'm you know i get burned out shooting ak-47s and m16s and games right and it had some kind of weird saw blade gun slash melee weapon thing when he was healing up he his hand opened up and like these like tendrils came out he hooked some things to wires and that like recharged his shields, which was a really fucking cool animation. And then we were watching some like mini boss fight where he's fighting something made out of like fucking tendrils or something that fucking swallowed him at the end. So like, um, it looks like it's fairly fast paced in general. Um, a lot of no scope, sh- a lot of no scope circle strafe quake style shooting shit, which I'm pretty okay with. Right. Um, for that type of game with lots of weird, cool weapons and powers and all sorts of bullshit. And I don't care, again, if you have a heavily influenced by Bioshock and uh, Half-Life 2 because those are fantastic IPs. Um, yeah. Bioshock 1 is a fantastic game. I, I I happily wrenched people to death in Bioshock 1 yeah. over and over Wrench again. and shock. Wrench yep. and shock. Yep. Um, so... Whatever that ends up being, um, looks like I'm all for it. I will probably day one that. Um, I don't day one a lot, but I will be day one-ing Elden Ring. Um, I've already pre-purchased it. You so, bitch. I mean, I just finished <laughs> I finished Demon's Souls in, a per, in anticipation of that. I, I don't know. I, I spent $100 on a fucking free-to-play game uh, that I got. You know, I didn't really capitalize on the fucking, like, you know, Founders 3, you know, three-day head start um because i should have been fucking like level 50 and exploiting all the new guys but eh. <laughs> yeah i will say some other announcements that were pretty neat is wolf among us 2 announced which i did not see that happening i thought that was vaporware as well i thought that was gonna be uh, i thought that was dead i'm okay with it let's if it's as good as the first one 100 down for that detective story i mean fables is cool it's it's you know built off of uh, you know that game is that game's story is built off of a story that's already been written so it's just putting it into action uh, so the, as far I, as the writing is concerned I am not super worried about the writing it's just if they can capture the you know the the Telltale style I that was one of the games that Telltale... So they did that in The Walking Dead exceptionally well, and it fit both of those games very well. Right. So I'm 100% behind them doing this for Wolf Among Us, as that was a really great game way back when, when it came out, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it. Um, 
So there was a uh, Platinum Games apparently reached out to Phil Spencer for Scalebound. Don't don't break my heart, guys. Don't break my heart. Fucking Scalebound was the uh, was the game that I was looking forward to so much. They haven't said for sure, but Platinum Games decided that they were going to get in discussions with Phil Spencer about potentially re re birthing Scalebound. If they if they retouch some of the things about Scalebound, that was kind of iffy. Like the the main character having the fucking like Beats by Dre fucking headphones and fucking you know you know that kind of clashed with the idea uh, behind the game. I, I think that that would probably be one of the things that I would change about that. Um, well, but you, yes, the the concept and what they showed of Scalebound, um, you know, from uh, from their pre-development stuff, their concept, that was really fun looking. Like, I really well, wanted to play that. I'm going to play on your heartstrings a little bit and, and crash it just a hair. So this was broke by IGN. One of the issues that may be going on right now is that IO Interactive, the people that do Hitman, is also working on an Xbox exclusive fantasy game featuring dragons as well. So depending on how the, that plays out, that may change the timing on release or may recancel it. Doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do two. I mean, that's that's the hey, thing. Well, we've 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 proven with Skype, Skyrim, and Monster Hunter that we like dragons of some sort and Dragon Age. Um, I like dragons too. I know you love dragons, so let's we'd want something with dragons in it right now. Well, the uh, the idea behind Scalebound was, I mean, well, you were riding on the back of a dragon, right? Well, you basically were buddy buddy with a fucking dragon and then you you know the the raid boss or the uh the the multiplayer boss battle that they showed looked too good of a concept to uh to actually even be a real thing uh you know like i knew it was scripted you could probably find it online but there was like this uh this big water boss and there was four players and the fucking dragon you know uh you know, doing like aerial combat with the dragon, jumping onto the dragon's back in the middle of a fucking, you know, melee combo and fucking like doing an ultimate move. And it was really fucking cool looking. Uh, it was a really good concept. Just, uh, uh, it just, it just died, unfortunately. Yeah. The, uh, I wanted to say something else. So there's been some issues with hacking going on with the Dark Soul servers. Apparently, um, Banda Namco just pulled all of those multiplayer servers down altogether. <laughs> just so focus on making sure the servers didn't have the same exploits for Elden Ring. And so they're saying right now that it will be ready and not on the same infrastructure or not associated with those servers in any way. But it launches. Um, I may launch it. I may wait for the single player until I know for sure. Um, that's, you know, or wait for the multiplayer or open worldness it's they've so i'm not big on the multiplayer on dark souls anyway so i don't know how they're implementing it in this game but the multiplayer in souls was always kind of a weird thing the multiplayer helped out with you knowing people leaving a sign that said this or that they did it in the demon souls games they did it 
they did some aspects of it in Bloodborne. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Um, and they did it in all of the Dark Souls games. But um, I'm all for that. The Phantoms, excuse me, um, were never much of a big deal for me. So I've never really had that many issues with occasional PvP in a game. Fuck PvP. Uh, I honestly just I like the PvE parts of it too, or I would have done it in Dark so- uh, Demon Souls had I already not been committed to just beating the game. Like maybe a new game plus, I might put my sign down to help somebody out be a Sunbro, basically. Sunbro being the, the person you talk to to unlock, or one of the people or one of the alliances in Dark Souls that you talk to to get the ability to be summoned in this help for bosses. Basically what you do is you throw down your sign in front of the boss gate and then people summon you with an item and then that pulls you into their game to help them fight the boss. Right. And you get bonus uh, you get bonus souls for doing it. Bonus souls, yeah, which was always fun. Like you could grind up souls real fast just helping people out. You spend an afternoon, I'm going to help people out on these bosses. So you go to each level and then when you're done with it, you go put your sign down on a different boss and then maybe you grind over there and then have somebody else basically... Uh, like, you get pulled in sometimes, like, back to back to back. Like, it was it was pretty cool. All right. Um, anyways, um, Elden Ring coming out soon. We'll see how that goes. And, obviously, I will talk about it as it comes out. Of course you will. Um, did you have anything else? Mm. I've, I've got one real quick thing. Mm, yeah. So, Microsoft is... Uh, I know we sound like shills for Microsoft. They've just been making good decisions for the last two years. Um, that has not always been the case. Um, they announced that if you wanted, they're going to make a bigger deal about auto renews on subscriptions for you and your email and stuff like that to let you know. They're going to give partial refunds for um, annual subscriptions. So if you get it and then you forget about it, you can cancel your annual subscription and they'll give you a refund now. Okay. So if you decide to cancel your year of Game Pass, you can. they'll just give you your money back. Oh, that's nice. That's um, nice of them. They don't have to do that. Yeah, they just said they're revamping that whole model to make sure that it's as customer-friendly as possible. Again, they haven't been making bad decisions. Like, it's a very positive thing. Right. Um, and I've got a, you know, my buddy TJ will play something on Game Pass with me and get it for a month and play it and then cancel his Game Pass subscription at the end of the month. And then, you know, he paid 10 bucks to play a game with me, basically. Yeah, it's... It's uh, Game Pass hasn't it's been inexpensive. Bad... It's inexpensive enough for me. I've just left it on auto renew. I probably could turn it off this month. Yeah, and same same for me. I could turn it off, but there's always a possibility of me picking up a game for, you know, you know, because they do have a lot of uh, uh, lighter games in there too, like some roguelikes and stuff like that that I could yeah, that, I can play that, in downtime. You yeah, know, there's that roguelike called Skull the Conqueror or something like that that I almost picked up that came out on Game Pass the other day. Yeah, and then every so yeah. often I'll I'll boot up fucking Monster Train and or Monster you know, Train's fucking solid, dude. Right, and it's just like it's it's good for those one-off games or games that you want to try and stuff like that. So yeah, it does definitely sound like we're shilling for it, but it's just a really good you know really good deal. So. It's a good game service, but I think we should probably call it good for this week. Yes, I agree. All right. So uh, we don't have Jason to... You so know. I'll just do everything. Okay, do it. So you can find us at TiltCast.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, slash The Real TiltCast. Find us on YouTube as well, though we haven't updated that in a very long time, as well as Twitch, but that's like years old. <laughs> um, 
So I'm definitely not doing this the same as Jason. No. Um, we would prefer that you find us on Spotify and subscribe and review us. We've gotten some reviews on there so far. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, as well as iTunes, which just do it if you got to go through iTunes. We prefer Spotify. Um, anyways, um, you can also find some friends of the show. We've got CabbageKBG. You've got NoQuarters.net. you got BMFCast.com. Um, for the love of gaming and tvgp.tv they like monster hunter and with that it is the end of the show all right peace